0: like a monkey ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages are you
1: ready for beef sticks podcast oh you didn't
2: know the best in the world
0: phenomenal one will ever
1: Believe that? Well, let me tell you something, brother.
2: It doesn't matter what you think. Oh yeah!
0: And that's the bottom line. Stone Cold sets so And hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the next podcast. The only show where we peek and pop your headphones as soon as the show begins. Yes! (laughs) Ha ha! My name is Pasty, motherfucking white, suffering from a head cold. And I am... But I'll be alright. Fat, grandma fucking
1: Mac. And I'm eating a
0: sandwich, but that's alright. Fat Mac is eating a Big Mac.
1: It's meant to be. I just won't chew into the mic. Yes.
0: Do it. (laughs) Give them, give them a little bit of that ACMRS.
1: No, some people just despise that stuff, the sound of chewing. I mean, it's not like I'm turned on by it, but it, it doesn't, like, gross me out or freak me out. Some people, it really bothers them. I don't know what it is.
0: I don't know. Yeah. So what's going on this week, Mackey?
1: Well, speaking of grandma, fucking, <laughs> I did.
0: All right. I, I did get hit on
1: by a uh, not an older lady, but I think she was in her fifties, uh, maybe sixties. Good-looking gal. She was a good-looking cougar. She was still working, so she couldn't be horribly old. I mean, she was in shape and everything. And man. I don't know. Might get some grandma action. Gave her my number. She, she, kept, asking for, she kept asking for my number, so finally I got... I, I thought she was just joshing around, but then she's being all flirty and talking about how she's going through a divorce, and her husband was cheating on her for 40 years. 40 years! Damn! And she's like... Can I get your number? <laughs> Alright.
0: Oh, Alright. Yeah.
1: Nothing wrong with an experienced woman.
0: No. You don't gotta put up with her kids as much.
1: That's true. That is very true. She's got a really nice house too, like really nice.
0: Ooh, yeah. yeah, she'd definitely be a sugar mom. Yeah.
1: She's gonna be getting alimony pretty soon.
0: All right. I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> no, no. I'm not all here this week, guys. I apologize. We were gonna record yesterday and ended up postponing it. Not that it matters in the grand scheme of things, because since we've been bringing you a better show, our schedule has been all fuckered up. Yeah, it has. It
1: sure has bounced around, but... It's alright. It's alright. Just so long as we get it out there... And get it to our loving audience. And give them a show that they want. And they need. And they appreciate.
2: We got them hooked! Yes!
0: (laughs) Give them a show, like, all in.
1: All in! It's crazy. After this weekend... I'm not kidding. I have heard more stuff about Starcast than All In. Like, everybody's going apeshit about Starcast. I hope that they do another one of them. I hope they do another All In, also, but I hope they do another Starcast. I have not found a feed of Starcast. I would love to watch the. Because they they put out a lot of the events, they streamed a lot of them on Fight TV. So I would love to try to find uh, some streams of that. Um, They're out there. There's some feeds somewhere. I'm just going to have to find them.
0: Yeah, it's definitely something I'm interested in checking out. I haven't heard too much about it yet, uh, but I've been kind of keeping it. I I'm heard that, that Pro
1: Wrestling Tees sold or made $600,000 during StarCast. $600,000. And the company that promoted it is the same company that has done WrestleCon for years, which is, like, the largest wrestling convention. And that company, I forget what it's called, but they made, this was their most profitable event ever, and they said by by far. So that means this was more profitable than all the WrestleCons that have been going on. So, I mean, this was huge. Yeah,
0: fantastic city of chicago
1: joey janela said he would walk around and people would just give him money like what they're trying to buy your merch no just like hey thanks for the awesome work you guys are putting in here's 20 (laughs) like
0: fuck (laughs) (laughs) that is awesome (laughs) right hey and if you guys are feeling in the least bit charitable feel free to hit us up at patreon.com forward slash cloud style Donate what you want. Give us what we need to continue to give you the best broadcasts we could possibly muster. Maybe I can afford me some medication so I'm not so fucking out of it. But only time will tell. We're just getting started.
1: And if you wish, you could check out our GoFundMe account. Just go to GoFundMe.com. In the little search bar, put cloud-style broadcasting... You'll have our famous Cloud Style Broadcasting logo. Check it out. Drop some change there. You want to throw a 20 in our fanny pack? That's no sexual innuendo there. We're talking about the cold, hard green. Give it to us.
0: Well, if you got a 20-incher, I'm sure Fat we will let you stuff it in his fanny pack. If
1: you have a cold, hard, green 20-inch penis, I honestly would love to see that. That's... That is interesting. <laughs> That's a Guinness World Record, there. you we are talking about Guinness records today because on the news they were talking about Guinness records, and it's like a lot of this shit—they aren't records. They're just things that fucking people or, or, or things do. Like, okay, one, which to me is a record. It was the, they said is the the one lady became the oldest currently perform or still performing acrobat artist ever so she's like 60 something doing like acrobat like like um trapeze artist that's a trapeze artist 60 years old doing a trapeze i was like damn that's a record that's badass like holy shit at 60 she's doing what i've never been able to do my whole life and then the next one they're like and this dog broke the world record for the most double dutch jumps in a minute that's not a fucking record. That's just a dog jumping <laughs> That isn't an accomplishment. That dog didn't accomplish anything.
0: Well, if the dog would have done it for 60 years. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs>
1: if the dog had done it for 60 years, that's, that'd be something else. They got all these dumb things that just aren't they aren't records. This town made the world's largest pizza. That's not a fucking record. You guys just got a bunch of people together to make a giant pizza that nobody's gonna be able to finish. That's just something you right. did. That's not an accomplishment. Somebody who ate the world's largest pizza, that's an accomplishment. do <laughs> like, you see the difference? <laughs> I don't know. Let them have their 15 seconds of fame, I guess.
0: Right, that's all it's all about. Just anything fewest times blink in ten minutes.
1: Right. There's people that literally look up all these random, just world records that are nothing, that are stupid, right. just so that they can break them.
0: Yeah, that's it. You, you just gotta find something that hasn't been documented before, and then do it and get it documented. You get yourself a record. Yeah. Yeah, that's just it. Most, most times fucking a potato in 24 hours. That would be an easily achievable record, I do believe.
1: I think I think we could easily get on the records for that. We could, you know, what we could blow two records out at once—the most times and the most people in one air in one setting doing it. We will just get a group of guys together and we'll just start fucking potatoes. I mean, just doing it one time for thirty seconds would probably already have the record because it's never been done before. You just have to call up a Guinness guy ahead of time to watch.
0: That's it. You don't think any of our fantastic fans have fucked a potato since hearing about it on our show? Do
1: I think that they've got a Guinness records guy to come and and, um, and verify
0: it? No. This time next week it'll be done.
1: <laughs> Probably. We gave him the idea now.
0: That's what we're here for. Purveying ideas to you guys. Take a shower with your friends. Eat some steak. Take a shit. That could be a Guinness World Record, too. That could be.
1: The most men in a shower eating steak and pooping at the same time.
0: Most most men over 250 pounds in a shower eating steak and shitting.
1: You know what? I hate to say it. Actually, I shouldn't say it. But I'm going to say it. Actually, I actually got weighed today. And I, I can no longer say I'm um, a male over 250 pounds. Sadly.
0: Sadly. Yep. You shrinking on us?
1: Shrinking. I'm still Fat Mac. I'm still fat. I'm the fattest. But
0: I'll I'll just keep going up.
1: Okay, yeah, you can take mine. I won't let it get too out. Of, I won't let it get too out of control now. Not like we're dropping below 200. That shit ain't happening. Not on my watch. Not while these Big Macs are here. And these these non-light beers. Mmm. Speaking of that, I should give a shout-out to my beer.
0: Let's hear about your beer.
1: Hear about the beer from the queer. I am strange, so I qualify. This one's from the Summit Brewing Company, folks. Summit. Bottle and Brewed Summit Brewing Company, St. Paul, Minnesota. But this time, they are crossing the lines. They're heading west, folks. And we have a Dakota Soul Pilsner beer. And as all the best beers do, it has a story. And I have it in the bag, so you hear me rumbling through the bag. The story of the Summit Dakota Soul Beer is, Barley is the soul of beer. And there'd be no Dakota Soul without the Moravian 37 Barley grown on the stuttered farm near Rugby, North Dakota. Crafted in Grain County from farm to finish, this traditional Czech-style pilsner brings notes of light toast and a floral, spicy hop. Finish. With that being said, I don't know what a spicy hop finish is. Because it it isn't it isn't like a spicy beer have any spice in it. But it does it has something right when you're done. I wouldn't call it spicy hop, but where right after you swallow for a split second it feels like your tongue gets coated in hops and then it goes away so it does give you a little bite of something i wouldn't call it a spice but it gives you a bite of something as soon as it's done as soon as it's as soon as all the little bubbles have have popped on your tongue they release that little hop it's a hop pop it's it's what i call the hop pop it's delicious very good i recommend it st paul minnesota brewing summit brewing company dakota soul let your spirit
0: fly folks Yes. Sounds delicious. Once again, I am fearless. This week I am... You are fearless! A...
1: Oh, you never... I thought you said you are fearless. Yes.
0: yes, they call me Brie Bella. Nikki Bella. Whatever Bella.
1: Whichever one doesn't know how to do a flying tope. <laughs>
0: Brie mode. Oh! Today I'm drinking a mighty fine 12-ounce can of... Dr. Thunder. Woo! Shout out to the doc! The Dr. Pepper Ripoff that everybody knows and loves. Get it cheap at your local Walmart. Put another nail on the coffin in a small town USA with Sam's Choice Soda. They should be a sponsor. I was good at that. You were great.
1: I can't believe that there hasn't been a wrestler that I know of named Doctor Thunder. It just seems like a perfect wrestling Dr. name.
0: Doctor Thunder.
1: So I finished my Big Mac because
0: sounds like something that could be a Chris Jericho alternate personality, <laughs> right? So I finished
1: my Big Mac because I'm fat and I was starving. I haven't eaten all day. And my dog, my dogs always get a piece of my food here there. My Big Mac gone. It's not my other dog that sits on my lap while I'm recording. My sweet pea, she's just sitting here eating all the lettuce. Cause you know Big Macs drop a ton of lettuce in the box. Oh yeah. She's oh, just yeah. sitting here eating up the lettuce. Just oh, okay. I'm gonna have your lettuce. No more, no more meat. Oh, I'm gonna have your lettuce. This dog eats any and everything. My other dog's picky, but this one man, she'll just. It doesn't even have to be edible. I have clipped my toenails before. One went flying. She gobbled that shit up. I'm like, that's just fucking wrong. You should not be eating my toenails. This was pre-shower, not post-shower. It's awful.
2: Yeah.
1: Off, probably a lot of flavor. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I don't know what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do?
0: What you gonna do, brother? When the dog eats your toenails <laughs> and lettuce? It
1: sounds like a hell of a salad. <laughs> My other dog's looking at me. She's, like, jealous because I'm feeding my my one dog. But I'm feeding my one dog lettuce. She won't eat it. I handed the other dog at the piece. She wouldn't eat it. But now she's still looking at me like, like, why are you giving her food? Because she eats the lettuce. Learn to eat lettuce. I'll feed you.
0: Turning your dogs into rabbits.
1: She's just a glutton. She's, she's skinny. You've seen her, pasty. I mean, she's just skin and bones. Yeah. Literally, but... But she eats like all ghetto, man. She's like one of them little fucking white kids you knew in high school that just ate like crazy, but were just a thin rail.
0: That's because they were doing thin rails. i tell you what.
1: Back
2: in... All right.
1: Back in my day, we weren't online. We were doing
0: lines.
1: It's a classic... Uh, Robin Williams right there and then he killed himself
0: that man did his fair share of
1: line he did I mean whose line is it anyways he just took them all
0: who's got the biggest nose is the real question Right. Uh, so yeah it's been a good week for wrestling an odd week for wrestling in some ends, and just a pathetic week for wrestling
1: in some aspects. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. I'm not on the, uh, I didn't, I didn't look up or research anything that happened during, uh, Raw Smackdown. Um, of course I seen the, the gifs of Brie, and, um, and I heard that, uh, um, Fucking Dolph Ziggler and Drew Galloway are tag team champions now, which is cool. Yep. But then I also heard they're with a weirdly heel Bron, Bron Strowman, Strowman, which makes no sense. Yeah. So I don't know.
0: Took out the shield. the shield
1: in the heat. Or they took out the shield.
0: Yep.
1: Who just a week before were acting like heels?
0: WWE doesn't know what it's doing right now. They don't seem to. not close enough to the next pay-per-view yet. They don't have to have a plan in line yet. Well, that's the other problem WWE has now is the same thing that they had
1: um, probably six months ago almost is they are currently promoting three fucking shows at once to where none of the shows are going to be properly promoted. That happened a while back when they were doing the Greatest Royal Rumble and uh, I don't even remember what the other one was but the one that was right coming off of Greatest Royal Rumble. That ended up being just horrible. Now they're promoting um, Hell in a Cell. They're promoting Evolution.
0: The Super Showdown. And the Super
1: Showdown, live from Australia. And apparently they're doing another Saudi Arabia show um, the week after the Evolution pay-per-view. Coincidence, my friend? I think not.
0: I think not. Sounds like this. Does that mean two months later we'll get Evolution (laughs) 2? I don't
1: know. It sounds like they're not going to do a live special for this one. It's just going to be a live event. You know. No, know. Not on the WWE Network, but you know they're trying to. Eh,
0: I don't know about that. Not with some news I have
1: coming up in the future. The Saudi Arabia show?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, that was just the last I heard. Was it sounded like it wasn't going to be one, but they? Well, I guess we could. Just, they had originally said we that.
0: Discuss this briefly. Yeah, they had originally well, said that. Oh, well, um, let's wait. Yeah. 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 Fuck it. This week, Pasty White wrote the news, and he wrote it in a way it needs to be read in order. So,
1: so we'll just wait. Well, we'll with that being said, we can get into all in. We'll we'll get all, we'll get all into all in. I hope we hyped let's it.
0: get all into that. Hopefully,
1: we hyped it good enough last week. Um, it didn't seem like it needed our help. They definitely sold out, um, what I heard was 10,400, what the the count ended Damn. up being. So, that's pretty impressive. And anybody that watched the show, man, this was not a WWE, uh, quote-unquote sellout where they sold all the tickets, but only, you know, three quarters of the people showed up and there's big empty areas. Every time they showed the audience, it looked like it was packed.
0: Packed! Yeah. Um... Yeah, it would have been a sweaty fucking building, that's for
1: sure. Now, I will say, I think what what we should do, Pasty, because I've thought about this, because I've thought about this, because I'm going to be fair, and I'm going to give All In the proper criticism, because there is criticism. I'm going to say right off the bat, I I loved the show. I think it was amazing, but we, you know, if we... Not by
0: any means perfect.
1: If we have to call out WWE on this shit, and we have to call out uh, Impact and everybody else, we're going to call out All In on what they didn't do right... Um, I still don't think it takes anything away from the show. The, the few things that didn't go right, I, 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 to me, weren't weren't the worst things in the world. Especially considering what could have happened. <laughs> For the first time ever promoting. First yeah. time ever doing a pay-per-view. First time ever... Any of this shit was a first time. So, um, with that being said, it was spectacular. I mean, if you consider that, this is probably the greatest first time ever event that you're ever gonna see uh we'll hop into the zero hour from wgn america where we had the tag match socal uncensored that's your boy frankie kazarian and the other boy scorpio sky defeating the briscoe brothers in a match
0: yes that's right you know they call it the zero hour because we both got zero points. <laughs> I know.
1: I noticed that. It was
0: like fuck. We were
1: actually pretty neck and neck up till the very end. Yeah, but the very yeah, end. No,
0: this is a this is a battle here. I like it. I like the way it looks.
1: To be fair, the very end, I, I took a, a a gamble on all three of them, and man, for this being an indie ranch show, at least one of them gambles should have paid off. It shouldn't have been the obvious winner every time. Come on.
0: Well, I mean, you gotta look at the people who. That's what I'm saying. That's
1: what I'm saying. They shouldn't you know, people give Hogan and Triple H so much shit. Man, that okay that that yeah, that's something for the end of the show where we talk about what happened. But perfect, perfect. I loved it. Um, yeah, yeah, so right off the bat, um didn't get any points. I'm gonna just go out here and say I did not catch the pre show. I know you you watched it, right, Pasty? I, did, I was hoping yes, to go yes. back and rewatch it, and I decided to rewatch a select number of matches instead. Um, I heard the tag match was okay. I heard the uh, the battle royal was one of the best battle royals you're gonna see, so I have to go back and watch that.
0: Yeah, that one was a lot of fun. A lot of uh, people going out of the ropes, underneath the ropes, and doing a lot of shit outside. And... Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of good moments in that battle yeah.
1: Um, first of all, do you have anything to say on the tag match that, that stood out to you, or you want to bring up, or?
0: <laughs> it was a pretty good match. Uh, the whole time, I was kind of expecting the Briscoes to win, and when they came to the end and they didn't, I was sad. Sad. I was feeling emotions.
1: No. What? But... We don't like to feel emotions here. That's why we drink and eat.
0: Clog up the arteries.
1: You know, clog up Don't the arteries. You clog up the emotions.
0: Yep. What about the Battle Royal? If the blood Uh-oh. can't get to your heart, nothing can. Damn right.
1: <laughs> words, words of wisdom. That should be one of my next tattoos.
0: That'll be our next t-shirt.
1: It should be. Our next, first, only, last. What about the Battle Royal? What would you think of the Battle... Oh, I guess we should say Flip Gordon won by eliminating Bully Ray... Um, I do know how he won, but if you want to kind of go over that and let folks know what went down, and maybe a little of the story that led up to this, or at least.
0: Well, Flip Gordon wasn't even in the Battle Royale to begin with. Wasn't even booked
1: on all in.
0: Nope, he was all out. And he'd been
1: begging Cody for uh... weeks to try to get a, a match in there.
0: No, it was a good match, and I counted, I think, four or five different ex-WWE guys in the match including Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer Billy Gunn Uh, Hurricane Hurricane he was a surprise, I did not expect to see him there, I was pleasantly surprised Uh, the Battle Royale uh, as I messaged you they they definitely uh, treated Tommy Dreamer better than he's been booked in recent times, at least as far as I've seen they made him look decent, and it was good fun. Good. Yeah. Uh, but Flip Gordon was disguised as some pink luchador, I think. He was a
1: generic luchador that wasn't El Generico. <laughs> right.
0: Or El Fakidor. Yeah, he wasn't
1: El Fakidor.
0: <laughs> Standout in this match for me, I would have to say, was uh, the Zombie Princess... Ah, oh,
1: I love... Yeah, he gave up gave up his job at WWE just to be in a battle royal at All In. I love Jimmy Jacobs. The man is...
2: Good
1: he's time. amazing. I, I can't believe WWE didn't do anything on air with him because he's a super talent. Great mind, too, though.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I, I, I should explain the ending, then, for anybody who didn't see it. <clears throat> Flip Gordon was dressed up as, as some sort of generic luchador, but he hung out... He he got po- didn't he get uh, b- uh, bubba bombed through a table? Is that what happened on the ringside?
0: Yeah, like towards the beginning of the match, and then he just wasn't seen from again.
1: And then um, Bully Ray ended up whooping everybody's ass, and and was uh, allegedly the winner. And that was when Flip Gordon came in. And then didn't he re- did he reveal himself to be Flip Gordon before he eliminated uh, Bully Ray or after?
0: I think it was just before.
1: Okay. So, so that's how he... He, like,
0: jumped back into the ring, pulled off the mask, everyone was like, oh, my God, and then did <laughs> the finish.
1: Yeah. So, that's how he got on there. And if you remember, folks, that over-budget Battle Royal was for a spot later on at All In to take on Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion Jay Lethal. <clears throat>
0: yes, indeed.
1: And we will definitely get to that one. So that was the pre-show. Compared to a WWE pre-show, what do you think, Pasty?
0: Damn good. It was worth watching. I mean, if that says anything. It wasn't boring. It definitely didn't feel pointless. It was worth it.
1: Worth it. Good. And as far as um, uh, promoting the pay-per-view and getting people to want to um, order Fight Network and stuff, how would you say, how, how do you think, how did it feel? Did it feel like, if, like it made you want to get the event, or if you were on the fence, you would have got it?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because this first hour wasn't enough to satisfy the hunger of any wrestling fan. Yeah. And if you watched it from start to finish, you'd, you would. You'd, you'd walk away wanting more. And with the ability to get more at a minimal fee, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think it, it helped.
1: Yeah. That's, that's its job. Although I don't
0: see very many people who didn't intend on watching All In to have watched the pre show in the first place. Well,
1: and that's just it. Yeah, I don't. I think in this kind of event, the only reason you would have watched Zero Hour was if you were planning on watching All In. <laughs> but, you know, that's kind of the world we live in now, too. I don't. <clears throat> I mean, the, the WWE pre shows are on the network, so. There's, there's nobody watching the Hell in a Cell pre-show deciding if they're going to watch Hell in a Cell. They they made that commitment. <clears throat> um, first match, getting into the actual show, the actual all-in event. The very first match was an, a, a match that was not announced previously. And it was Matt Cross, as some might know as uh, Son of Havoc from Lucha Underground. He wears a mask in Lucha. Against MJF, uh, which is uh, what, what what does that stand for again, Pacey? Exactly. Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> I've never seen this guy work. Uh, Matt Cross is always a good worker.
0: Matt I, Cross was the older guy, right?
1: He's the one with the beard. <clears throat> yeah,
0: the one that looks he like Sonny. Very impressive. I, looking at him, I can see why he was never approached by WWE. Or right. Sought after. By a larger company, but watching him in the ring, it's just holy shit.
1: Now, I've seen a lot of. Good
0: good match between two people I'd never heard of before, and Matt Cross definitely made a new fan out of me!
1: I suppose you didn't know at the time that Matt Cross was uh, Son of Havoc from Lucha Underground, did you? No. Because I know you've seen him on the first season of Lucha Underground, where he's amazing there also. He's just amazing um, everywhere. Um, a lot of people complained about this. Why was this the the opening match? You know, why did two that, wrestlers? It's, that's who...
0: Essence of all in. It's what all in is about.
1: Well, to me, the first thing Three I
0: you people you might not have known before. Granted, every other card on this match didn't agree with that, but I feel like this match is what all in was all for.
1: See, I think it had more of a business reason, pasty, and what I'm guessing. Uh, If I had to guess, and I do have to guess because I don't talk to the Young Bucks and Cody that often. Why not? Well, they were busy after this event and they didn't take my calls. I'm sorry. But my guess is this is the first time... Well, I know that this is the first time they've ever done pay-per-view. And Ring of Honor and and, um, New Japan and so many other people have had problems with pay-per-view, especially if you've never done it. Um, Even ECW and WCW in the early days. My guess is they wanted to put a match that they hadn't promoted on first, just in case they had problems airing right at the beginning. Which, by the way, they did. Um, Fight TV apparently um, froze up, um, and a lot of people weren't able to watch it. Uh, What they ended up having to do was go to their phone open the app on their phone, and then stream the device to their TV through their phone. A lot of people had to. So a lot of people missed, like, the first 15 minutes of this match, first 10 minutes of this match. Well, it wasn't 15 minutes, so, you know, the first half of this match or so. And I think they did that so that nobody can say, hey, I, you know, I I ordered it to really, because I really wanted to see Lethal versus whoever won, or Omega versus Penta, or Christopher Daniels versus The Arrow, but I couldn't because shit wasn't working. This way, if shit didn't work, you missed a match that you weren't already excited for and you weren't already invested in. That's my guess.
0: It's, that's a fair enough uh, conclusion. And if that isn't what
1: happened, it worked out for them because that they did have issues and nobody could bitch but about But even
0: it. still, I do feel like this match is kind of what All ends All about. Oh, I mean, for like sure. Bringing together wrestlers, some of which you might have never heard before, to... to benefit all of professional wrestling as a whole
1: yeah this mjf and I, I i could look up his name but i'm not doing it I, I should we should give him his props
0: i he's he's a michael jackson fan. yeah he
1: is he's a michael jackson fan i've just never i'd never heard of him and he did really well also matt cross of course yeah, i think did yeah. the best but this guy really impressed me
0: no they for two guys i'd never heard of before they they both put on a very impressive match uh the young guy who was trying to put down the old veteran. And it was, it was, for me, it was fun. How not knowing either of them, not knowing what the fuck I was watching, but I could still read the entire story without it.
1: Yeah, for sure. All I'm getting is Minnesota justice foundation.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: what does it say on here? It stands for it's, it's like RKO. It stands for his full name. Um, but nobody's gonna give it to me, cause they're fuckers. Of course, he obviously... Maybe
0: James Franco? <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe! Maybe it is! Uh, we can't spend the whole episode with me looking for this, so I'll do it as we go, cause I do want to give him a shout-out. He does wrestle as MJF, but... Yeah, he's a super cocky, sort of a Miz-like character, almost. Um, yeah, which isn't... bigger
0: built, but yeah.
1: Yeah, but his, his like, style is kind of like, I'm the cocky, I'm... I am the best. Oh,
0: and... I I do have to take a quick step back to the battle royale. Oh, go right ahead. To give props to Billy Gunn. Because all throughout the Attitude Era and his run with Chuck and Billy, you never really, with the stature of the guys in WWE at the time, never gave the man credit for being as tall as he fucking is. The man is huge. And, um, he He stood head and shoulders over, I think everybody else in the battle. I guess we
1: should say, and you didn't, you didn't mention that. Um, and I forgot until you just said it. Um, his son was in the battle Royal as well. His son was wrestling in the battle Royal as well. So kick ass. Um, um, so in the battle Royal, I guess we'll mention, we should, we should give them all a shout out. Moose was on there. Brandon Cutler, Chucky T, Chuck Taylor. Chuck Trent Beretta, Ow. Rocky Romero, even better, cheeseburger, cheese, Hurricane oh, Hurricane Holmes, as you mentioned, yes, Ethan Page, Tommy Dreamer, as you even mentioned, Paige. yeah, even Page, Ethan Page, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Zombie Princess, Jimmy Jacobs, as you mentioned, Punishment Martinez. Yes. Billy's son Austin and Billy Gunn. Marco stunt. Brian they call him Cage.
0: Austin gun. Yep. Austin gun a stun gun.
1: <laughs> I don't know if that's what it's supposed to be, but that's awesome. Austin gun. Uh, Jordan his Grace
0: name is, he should have named his kid Tommy. Tommy Gunn.
1: Tommy Gun. Tommy Young. Oh sorry. That's what I wanted to see. At, at StarCast, they had uh, Tommy Young, the referee Tommy Young, up there, and they had the Barbarian come in, and Barbarian told the true story of, um, of telling Tommy Young to jerk him off. Fuck, I don't know if that was recorded, but I so want to see that. I hope, oh, somebody, I, hope so. I hope somebody had that recorded somewhere, because I want to see the Barbarian tell his story about, Tommy Young, uh, you come jerk off the Barbarian. Uh, either do it easy way or hard way. I just I want to fucking hear the barbarian tell that story. Sounds fantastic. Um, and
0: what's Randy Orton worried about at that point? Really? R- really? Yeah.
1: Um. of up uh, closing out. We had Jordan Grace, the female uh, contestant. How did she do, Pasty?
0: Really good. She was very impressive.
1: Um. Colt Cabana and Bully Have you Ray. Seen her? I have not seen uh, Jordan Grace. I am gonna go back and watch is, this this pre show. She is
0: definitely a professional bodybuilder. She's very stacked.
1: Didn't she? Did did I hear somewhere that she uh, power bombed Bully Ray, or did she power bomb somebody big, or or no? Didn't she do something to Brian Cage? Is that what it was? I heard. So, I I had heard that she did a she power did move a really to. She did
0: a big spot, and it was right before she was eliminated. Okay. I can't remember. I think like I
1: heard it was 100%. Brian Cage, and Brian Cage is a big dude. Yeah. Um, all muscle so that just makes it worse and then I guess before we go too, I should mention um, did you get to see they had um road warrior road warrior Hawk come out and, yes. and uh, which is cool for the Chicago audience
0: that was awesome you know every big event has to have an old legend right this one our old legend? this one had
1: a lot of old legends to be honest but yeah. it's cool to yeah, get yeah. road warrior Hawk um, and if I remember that... Their
0: pyro was a little lackluster and not time appropriately if we're going to give...
1: Well, we, we're still... Well, no, we're, we're still getting to all that because I have something to talk about on yeah, the Hawk but you, thing you, too. Yeah, but
0: talked about Hawk, but yeah, that was right in the same line. I think pyro came before Hawk.
1: Um, but at least they had pyro. Even WWE doesn't do pyro, so...
0: Right, that's why they did it.
1: That's <laughs> the only reason they did um, So, um, there we go. Matt Cross defeated MJF... Obviously, we couldn't uh, bet on this one because we didn't know, or we couldn't make predictions on this one, so we didn't know what was going down. So, for those of you keeping track at home, Pasty White and Fat Mac are both at zero and zero for three matches in. Next up, we had the obligatory celebrity match. Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. He ended up defeating Arrows Stephen Amell. You and I both had picked Christopher Daniels for the win. Obviously, WWE always lets the celebrities win, so I thought this show probably shouldn't. Um, This match was sloppy, and not just on... I mean, to be fair, Steven did awesome for being a celebrity who this is only his third pro wrestling match ever. Um, He did really good, but he was sloppy. Christopher Daniels, I don't know... He
0: needed a lot of extra verbal prompting, and you could see Christopher Daniels calling out shots a whole lot during this match. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And Christopher Daniels, I don't know if it's because he was carrying Stephen Amell so much or what, but Christopher Daniels looked really sloppy and, and unpolished. And this is, I mean, this is one of the greatest wrestlers in the world for years. I mean, this man knows how to wrestle. He, he's put on five-star matches. He's, he's no slouch. But um, tripping, you know, stumbling on the ropes, fucking up a BME. He completely missed a BME. I think he hit Stephen Amell with maybe the hairs on his head that he doesn't have. Yeah, but, I mean, right. completely botched a fucking BME. Um, for anybody at home who doesn't know, the BME is the best moonsault ever. It's a springboard moonsault. This, this was a sloppy match. Uh, if I was rating it on a Christopher Daniels match, I would say it was a bad match. If I was rating it on a celebrity match, I would say it's a good match. So, with that being said, I'll just go out on the line and say it was a fair match.
0: Yeah. Uh, for being the... First technically scheduled match on the main card. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, I didn't walk into it expecting a fucking barn burner.
1: I didn't either, but I was surprised at how bad Daniels looked. I'm I'm one of the biggest Christopher Daniels fans in the world. Um, long before any of the three, being the three being Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, and Christopher Daniels. Well, even Frankie Kazarian. I kind of put all four of them together. Long before any of those guys were ever signed to WWE, Christopher Daniels was always my guy. He he, And to this day, above Samoa Joe, above AJ Styles, above Frankie, I think Christopher Daniels is the best out of that four. Um, one of the best to come out of Ring of Honor and TNA slash Impact Wrestling. But, again, I'm just going to call it the way it is. You disappointed me, boy. Um... It's not a knock on Daniels. I, I I know that he can go out tomorrow and have a five star match, so I'm not saying anything negative about him. But this was not the most enjoyable match to watch. Up next, four quarters match.
0: Um, that got us each a
1: point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We both well I said we both picked Christopher Daniels, so yeah. So now we're at one one. One one going forward. Four Corners I match.
0: I love hearing people try to explain a fatal four-way match without calling it a fatal four-way match. That was, I think, my favorite part.
1: Of well, fuck, didn't he call it a uh, um, Texas Tornado style at one time? And
0: I was like, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah this is a Texas Tornado style four-corners
1: match.
0: <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's just, okay. it's a four-way. It's like,
1: yeah. This one maybe was maybe the, the surprise match. When
0: I hear four-corners match, I think you got to touch all four corners to win the match. Yeah. In succession.
1: Yeah, but that's sometimes also called a strap match, but then a strap match sometimes isn't that, but just means that you hit somebody with a strap. Um, A chain match can be a chain match where you have to drag them to all four corners, or it can be that there's a chain involved. It's fucking wrestling, man. The same move has five different names, and that's not even considering the signature names.
0: Does Vince have Fatal 4-Way trademarked?
1: No, no. Well, maybe Fatal 4-Way, but, I mean, they could call it a A 4-Way. four-corners match has been used for years to... It's a freaky foursome! (laughs) Uh, I will say, this match, all four of these women, fucking... They were like, you know what, there's one women's match on this card? We're fucking kicking ass. And they fucking put on one of the best matches... that you're gonna see um the gal you picked chelsea green to me she is one of the two walkaways from this event where it was like um i didn't really know her and if you didn't know her you walked away from this match saying fucking chelsea green you walked away Uh tessa blanchard won but we all know tessa blanchard we get tessa blanchard right i walked away with yeah and and, um and magnum ta she has two dads
0: speaking of magnum ta rest in peace
1: magnum pi yes yes cheech uh, um cheech's look-alike um well um no magnum the magnum of... magnum pi was tom Selleck, wasn't it
2: wait
1: you're, you're, you're getting you're getting the mustaches confused I'm buddy yeah
0: <laughs> it's the mustaches. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, the it's mustaches.
1: Right. <laughs> burt reynolds passed away smoky smoky or reynolds. the bandit which one was he
0: yeah, there you go. The ba- he's uh, the bandit. He was no, he was the bandit, because Smokey.
1: A, um, a Smokey is a um, police oh. officer. Yeah, you're right. So he was the bandit. Right. He's not a Smokey, he's a bandit. My tr- I'm not all here. My trucker lingo kicked in for a second there. It's like, wait a second, a Smokey stands for Smokey the Bear. Who, by the way, was never a police officer, so I don't know why they called police after Smokey the Bear, but... Whatever.
0: Well, he was a park ranger. A park ranger is, in a sense, an uh, officer of the law.
1: He put a lot of fucking pressure on me back in the day, Smokey, because he once told me that only I could prevent forest fires. Like, there wasn't any other motherfucker out right. there. And every time there was a forest fire, I was just like, fucking let smoke down, man. I let smoke down.
0: No wonder there are so many young arsonists in the world. It is. He, he, he didn't
1: say... It's everyone's job to help prevent forest fires. No, he said, only you, and pointed right at me and looked me down in my eyes. And I'm like, fuck. A lot of pressure for one child. Um, Yeah, so rest in peace to not Magnum P.I. It was um, at
0: that moment you dropped out of school. But Cheech's stunt I double. moved to the woods. It was at that
1: moment I dropped out of school and started hanging out with Cheech and Chong you always say that you are better now better now i don't know why that song that song gets stuck in your head i tried to listen to kamikaze this week but man it's hard to find what it's fucking hard to find it's everywhere
0: Number well one, no okay okay the, the matter
1: of an hour the song is the album is hard to find i should say The song is easy, yes. The song is easy. Yeah, but Spotify Spotify. doesn't let you listen to an album. You picked Eminem, Kamikaze, and then it plays like two songs from that album, and then it plays all his old shit. And it's like, come on, I'll give you my
0: login information one day and let you listen to it. Yeah. Because I pay for it and can listen to whatever... Either that or I think my
1: um, nephew might also have one too, so I should check with that. But I am going to listen to that, because I do love the... uh, I love the album, and I ain't going to lie, Machine Gun Kelly put out a badass... um, Rebuttal, too. No, he didn't. That is... Um, yeah, as far as a, a, a Revenge uh, diss track, that is hot. That is hot.
0: It's, it's pretty whack. You're old and famous, leave me alone. You're bitter. You have a funny beard.
1: He was on it. If you like the old 80s um, battle tracks, that's what it took him back to. He's
0: dead. He's going to be dead within a week.
1: Oh, don't get me wrong. Eminem... Totally gonna just just destroy him. I mean, he's not gonna be able to touch Eminem. I'm just That's gonna say, thing. I was, Eminem I still liked is it.
0: Notorious for releasing a diss track immediately afterwards as something he had premeditated in the first place. Right. If it's taken Eminem this long to respond, yeah, MGK's career is finished.
1: Yeah. So don't get me wrong, but I'm I'm gonna say I'm not a I'm not a Machine Gun Kelly fan, but I'm again. I'm going to give props where props are due. I like it. I don't remember what it's called, but I like it. We'll get into this a little bit more later on in
0: the show as well.
1: Um. So, yeah, we, we should talk about the Four Corners match. Uh, Chelsea Green, the thing that got me, she has this split personality disorder thing. Yes, I love the guy. God, that was fucking... She, she owned it. She really... Um, the whole
0: Madison Rain shaking everybody's hand at the beginning of the match. Yep. And she reached to shake Chelsea Green's hand, but
1: then realized she was shaking the... the yeah, and the and the other the other her other um her other personality or whatever was trying to fight herself from shaking the hand and it was good um Doctor Britt Baker also badass um yep. shout out to,
0: to Gotta love the female doctor gimmick in professional wrestling shout out to um glad to see that still around her and her and Zach Ryder are a thing
1: so Zack Ryder will probably be hitting up the indies ah. with her pretty soon well there you go. Uh, that's a good-looking couple right there. Yeah, well, didn't you notice she did the woo-woo-woo and uh, a couple of no, his... No, I didn't uh, notice that. She did that. She did a couple of his moves as a kind of a, a shout-out to him. Um, it's always good seeing Madison Rain, Tessa Blanchard, as we talked about, she is definitely... If, if she doesn't end up in WWE, which she usually could and should, she's definitely the future of um, independent women's wrestling. She's awesome. Yeah.
0: With her, yeah. No, you look at her, you know she's WWE-bound. She's just kind of biding her time
1: yeah yeah. Um, so Tessa Blanchard won Um, again I I went for the easy pick on this one Tessa Blanchard has been getting pushed to the moon with Ring of Honor and Women of Honor and uh, I figured that Mm. that they would give her this one they did you went out on a limb pick Chelsea Green even before you'd ever seen her I think and um, I'm not going to lie pasty. by the like halfway through this match I was so rooting for Chelsea I was like I really want to see her walk away as the winner And I didn't realize that's who you had picked, I just knew it was who I hadn't picked. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't care if I lose this point, I want Chelsea to win. She deserves to win. I mean, she she won, because she's the one, again, I I think people walked away from this match talking about Chelsea.
0: Oh yeah, by far. Uh, She's got a hell of a career in front of her.
1: I hope so. I hope so. She's great. I mean, just the acting and the miming in the ring, other than just the, the in-ring work was really good. Like, not bad at all. Mm. I mean, I mean, very good. But she has that, that gimmick. And I don't know. I love it. Next, we had probably the most prestigious match on this whole event. Um, the NWA title match. Cody, don't call him Rhodes with Brandy Rhodes, Diamond Dallas Page, Glacier, and Tommy Dreamer. Oh, and um, I should say Pharaoh also, his dog Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. This this was cool. Uh, well, I'll, I'll run these down and then we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, he ended up winning the title from Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis had in his corner Jeff Jarrett, Samuel Shaw, Minnesota's own Sean Devari and the former nwa champ that aldis won the title from tim storm first things first they, they played this off like um like a like a big time boxing event yes where you had them coming out you had their entourage with them you seen them come from the dressing room all the way through the back and coming out um with that being said <laughs> the fucking entourages are weird <laughs>
0: Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of
1: sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, You know, Brandy Rhodes makes sense with Cody. And I know Cody and DDP were friends. I know um, DDP and and Dusty were friends. Um, I know DDP is really good friends with Glacier. I don't know if Cody's friends with fucking Glacier. I don't know what the fuck where Glacier came from. (laughs) Like, I haven't talked about Glacier since 99, uh, so that was weird. Uh, Tommy Dreamer again. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm sure they're friends, but weird. It seems like they just needed an entourage and they didn't want to use the Bullet Club, so they just grabbed these people. Same with Nick Aldous. Jeff Jarrett makes sense. Him and Jarrett go way back to when Aldous was uh, Magnus in, in TNA, and, and Jeff Jarrett was high on him and they were friends. Samuel Shaw, he used to wrestle in TNA at the same time, so maybe they were friends there. But again, who the fuck remembers Samuel Shaw? Do you even know who he is, Pasty? Nope. And he was in Impact Wrestling for a while, or TNA Wrestling, and he stalked Christy Hemi, and he had a Dexter gimmick where he wore these gloves, which, by the way, he was wearing those gloves, so I don't know if he's still doing the oh. the Dexter gimmick um, in in the indies now or something, but I haven't heard of... Sh-
0: Maybe I do know who you're
1: talking about. Yeah, I haven't heard of Samuel Shaw for a long time. Sean Devari, again, I, you and I have talked how much we love Sean Devari, He's a Minnesota native. Um, but But why? And and I guess former champ Tim Storm makes sense. I guess they got respect and, and that, I, I guess. But it just kind of seemed like a hodgepodge. Like, they need an entourage. Let's get these guys together.
0: It was just to build up the prestige for the finish. And it makes sense. Uh, I feel like this was it was smartly booked. And the way they put it on a pedestal with having the entourages and the extra spectacle to it. It was good.
1: I'm going to argue... That it was smartly booked. I think it was overbooked. I think they had too many too many things. You had the uh, elbow shot where you had the X throwing and they got the blood. Okay, that's one thing. That's fine.
0: Yeah, then whoa, you... whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Let's, <laughs> let's touch some furtherness on this match. The referee for this match. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm... The greatest referee of all time. The great... Earl Ebner. Earl the Pearl Hebner. He's, he's not so great anymore. <laughs> he
1: was rambling like an old man up there. He forgot what to say. Yeah. He's like, um, I I really like both you guys. And right there I lost it. I literally laughed out loud, yeah. and started busting out laughing where yeah. he's like, I really like both you guys. <laughs> I'm like, fucking Earl. Get this fucker off the out of the ring. <laughs> this motherfucker needs to go take his meds and watch some Matlock. Um. <laughs> but by the way, Tommy Young did, uh, who is who is a fantastic and world renowned referee, did call Earl Hebner the the best referee ever. So mm-hmm. that's that's coming from good company.
0: He is great. He he's a great referee. He one. was. He was. Yeah. He, he probably doesn't have a place in the ring really anymore. I
1: mean, he looks like when you go to a, an indie show and you see your favorite wrestler from back in the day, and it's just pathetic. You know,
0: old and hollow and a shell of the man he once was. Yep, yep.
1: It's just, it's rough. Like, um, a couple,
0: hanging on by a thread. A couple years
1: ago, I went and watched a demolition, and they're both, you know, in their 60s and fucking weigh like three of me. And it was like, this was not demolition. (laughs) And this was, this was Earl Hebner too. It's like, this is not Earl Hebner. So you had that, you had the elbow spot, then you had Brandy, um, going in there and, It was kind of poorly timed, but I guess it was supposed to be Nick didn't notice her, and he he ended up doing an elbow drop on her. Um, So then you had that spot. Then you had the spot where fucking Glacier runs in, or not Glacier, Sean Devari runs in to attack Cody, and then you had DDP come out and do the diamond cutter. And they just, I think, they really, I think they know, Nick Aldis, one of the biggest... um, critics critiques that he's gotten ever since being champ is he he's just not the best wrestler like in-ring wrestler in the world and mm-hmm. cody rhodes for all for all he's done and you can't take any of his accolades away he is not the best wrestler in the world he's okay he's never been a main eventer he still isn't at this point in his life and i think they knew this going in and they said we're just going to fucking throw everything in the stew and i think it's one of those things you know too many cooks spoil the broth it wasn't a bad match at all. I enjoyed it.
0: No, one of Cody's better matches but by far, in my opinion.
1: It was. It was. But I think it was just... I think it was overbooked. I think we could have done with at least one less of those things. The elbow was kind of pathetic. They they sold it off as it was a big deal. Oh, he caught him with the elbow as he came off the top. I mean, we've seen people do European uppercuts and hit people with chairs, and it's like... Really? You're going to try to play off the elbow? And then the worst part was... And, and you got to give this... We, this can go into the production gripes later, but it has to do with the match. They showed Cody after Nick had hit him with the elbow coming off the top, and he was just clean, no blood, no nothing. But then yeah. DDP came out, DDP came over and talked to him. I I don't know if Cody's ever gigged or bladed in his career before, because it almost... I don't think it was... I think DDP... I don't think
0: it was blading I think it was a blood pack for the fact that it was there and then it just got wiped off. And uh, there was never any more blood than what was there in the first place. I
1: don't know. I thought it looked like he was bleeding throughout, but I guess uh, I'd have to, I, this is one of them I didn't go back and watch just because, again, I felt it was overbooked and longer than it should have been. I think he could have knocked a lot of time off this one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But either way, it yeah, it, they, they timed it wrong to where he, he wasn't bleeding when he should have been, and they showed him, they got a close-up of him before he was bleeding. Yeah. That's
0: almost, almost why Ebner threw up the X, was to cause a distraction so that he could get the blood or the blade and, and make it the way it was yeah. supposed to be originally.
1: And by the way, <laughs> I, I don't know, I've heard a lot of people, and maybe when you're there it's different, because I'd seen reports from people that were there were really worried for him. It looked so fake on TV. Whenever a big event they throw up the X,
0: yeah. I know they
1: still use the x to this day, but on a big event when they do it, yeah.
0: But does everybody use the X, or is that a WWE thing? No,
1: no, that's a that's a that's a universal thing.
0: Okay, but okay. It, that was my big thing. Like, oh my god, Earl, <laughs> you're getting the fucking <laughs> WWE all over this pay per view, right?
1: But no, it's it's like he threw it up. It was obviously a a planned spot. And then the worst thing is, his wife is front I don't row. I
0: think the X was a planned spot. I think something was wrong, and people weren't in the right position to get Cody. Like I said. Either the blade or the blood pack, when he was supposed to have it, well, so Earl improvised and threw up. The I either way because it didn't stop the match. The X is supposed to stop.
1: Either way, match. with with Randy Rhodes being right there, but she didn't go to check on her husband. That's a red flag right there. That it's not a legitimate X. I mean, she would have been right there to check on him, and she's over in her corner, you know, clapping and oh, and get out of here. Th- this was good. I think uh, if if the match before this was the match that overmet probably everybody's expectations, in my personal opinion, this is the one that undermet my expectations. I felt it could have been so much better. That being said, seeing Cody win the belt, um, him having that weight belt that had a little bit of dusty, a little bit of gold dust and a little bit of him all in the name. You know, what, what was it? Um, do the, do it big or whatever the fuck he had on his thing. He had it written in Dusty's Polka Dots and then in Gold Dust's mm-hmm. Gold and Black. And then at the end was Cody's American Nightmare kind of American shit. The ending.
0: And he came with the blonde hair. And he came. Yes. yes,
1: yes, you called it. He came with the blonde hair. Um, the ending was awesome. The ending was a huge, big mm-hmm. emotional thing for me. I'm still not the biggest Cody Rhodes fan, and I was popping huge for him winning this belt, you know, kind of in his dad's honor and stuff. So. <laughs> But as, as the match as a whole to me is probably the probably the most disappointing out of all of them. But that's because so many of them were amazing. yeah uh, and and I do want to put this out here too. I gotta go back to the last match. I've seen a lot of people giving them shit because at the end of the women's match they all kind of hugged or whatever or did their thing like oh. And they're like, oh, it's a WWE thing. Yeah, WWE did kill women hugging each other or showing respect because they do it for everything now. But throughout this whole card, I'd say at least every other match ended with the opponent shaking hands or hugging or showing respect. So to me, it wasn't that much out there. Because, it's on
0: the interpromotional end of things. It's, yeah,
1: this one here, Nick Aldis. I mean, he, he went and shake Cody's hand and raised his hand with the belt. It's like... To me, it was the kind of the theme of the the night. I don't think it was the WWE Women Power Yay thing. But it's just one more thing that WWE has ruined for everybody. Woman empowerment. WWE has fucking ruined woman empowerment. Fuck them in that hash. Them in that hashtag Me Too. That ain't helping things either. But we already delved into that whole rape case. Um, anything else before we move on, Pacey? I guess we should say at this point now, um, you're at two and I'm at three because I had picked Tessa Blanchard for the last one and you and I both picked Cody for this one. It seemed like the thing. Um, if anything could be said about this match or this card, well, we'll talk about that later, I guess. Let's go with that. Anything else to say, though, before we move along?
0: No, I thought this was a good match. It was (laughs) fun to watch. It had its rough spots, but I think every match had a rough spot at least.
1: Um, um, not every match, but the most,
0: yes. Of most of Most. Them. Yeah.
1: I can think of two that didn't. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. But, yeah, no, I thought, I thought this was a good match, and I definitely thought this was one of Cody's better matches ever. Um, Nick Aldis looked pretty good. Cody, you know, took an ass beating from him for most of the match before coming back in the end. He did. This, is, yeah. this
1: was easily the best match I've seen Nick Aldis in, and I don't think he looked as good as Cody, but Nick
0: mm-hmm.
1: Magnus, was just, I was never hugely high on him. He has a good look. He's a, a decent wrestler. Oh,
0: yeah, you know, he's um, got a great look. I just wish he had everything else to back it up. I
1: wish I had his wife. I, I don't know who that is. Mickey James.
0: Wasn't she there?
1: I'm, I can think of three letters why she wasn't there. <laughs> Next, we had the Chicago street fight. Hangman Page versus Joey Janella with his girlfriend, Penelope Ford. Do you
0: think Vince tried talking her into talking Aldis to not losing the belt to Cody at all in?
1: What now? What? Start over now. What?
0: Do you think Vince... talk to mickey james (laughs) talk to nick aldis about not losing the belt to cody at all in because this is kind of a linchpin for vince too i i would have to believe
1: you know i i never know what to think with with vince sometimes it seems like he just really doesn't care and he's in his own world and then sometimes he gets so pissed about the littlest things that you just um honestly no i don't think i don't think vince would do that but it, it makes for a good story The next time you're
2: fucking Nick, (laughs) when you're down there
1: slobbing on his knob, I want you to tell him to break Cody's leg, just just like Vern Gagne tried to get the Sheik to do to Hulk Hogan back in the 80s and run me off. Tell him to break the leg. (laughs) Yeah, I don't see him doing that, but yeah. Good old Nicky. It could happen. It could. Chicago street fight. Hangman Page, Joey Janela. Hangman Page won this. This was a yeah. this was a fuck of a street fight, man. If there's one thing Joey Janella's good at, it's hardcore wrestling. Well, he's, he's good. He's just yeah. awesome, anyways. Um, he that Joey Janela. There's three people that I'd say walked away, so much better other than the Bucks and Cody, than they were going in. Chelsea Green, Joey Janela is the second one. I think people walked away from this match talking about Joey Janela and fucking Hangman Page. Um, definitely, you know, Adam Page has never been the uh, the biggest on my talk for Ring of Honor or for Bullet Club or anything. These two guys put on a fucking they put on a, a hell of a street fight.
2: Yes, son they of did.
1: a bitch. It was, it was good. It was fun. It was gimmicky. Um, there was a scary spot. A scary spot when Paige, Joey set up two tables out in the entryway. And Paige did a running powerbomb off the stage. And it was supposed yeah. to be onto the two tables. I'm pretty sure Joey just hit that first table with his head and maybe part of his shoulders. But I, that was a big yeah. headshot. Onto a table, and the table broke, so he hit it pretty hard. Um, completely whiffed it, couldn't have felt good on his head, couldn't have felt good on his back landing on that. Um, definitely a, a botched spot. And um, to be fair, Joey Janela takes all the credit for the botch. He says he he's the one that set the tables up, and he set them up too far away. It was completely on him. It wasn't on Paige.
0: I knew when he was setting them up that it was too far away for Well, yeah, I didn't
1: think they were going to do it. I thought that he was going to, like, get off of that. Because, yeah, it didn't look like they were going to follow through with it. Because it was too far away. man,
0: Page ain't going to throw you eight feet. (laughs) But those stairs. Uh, I think it's the the stairs that threw everybody off. Because they're awkward. I I didn't like the way the ramp was set. I don't know know how... Part of a ramp and then went into stairs...
1: It always blows my mind how these wrestlers, they're amazing. They're amazing talents. There's so many times they do spots like this. How the fuck does Hangman know where he's going? How does he know when to stop? How does he know he's not just going to run off the stairs? Like, how do these fuckers see with somebody else's crotch straight in their face? They've got to have impeccable um, uh, intuition.
0: I'm sure the guy on the shoulders is telling him, you got to throw me now. Well, you could see. Now just said now a little too early, or Hangman Page. You could forget. see Joey looking back at them tables. And
1: I, I think, because I rewatched this match, I think there's a look in his eyes like,
0: fuck. Yup, yeah. <laughs> yep. this isn't going to work. <laughs> I think he just. See, knew. and this might have been a botch, but it falls in the, in the line of Hangman Page's Joey killer gimmick. Yeah, because to me it wasn't a botch, because he was just trying to murder the guy. Twice
1: he almost fucking murdered this guy. (laughs) And and I'm not even talking about any of the gimmick times. Right, right. So we should talk about the gimmicks. At one point, Hangman, uh, he brings in a, a garbage bag. And you don't know what's in it. What's in the bag? What's in the bag? And he doesn't get a chance to use it, because Penelope interferes. Well, he ends up taking the bag away from Penelope, but little does he know she switched the bags, Pasty. And in the bag is a is the boots, the Hangman Page boots that have been mocking him since he killed Joey Ryan, talking to him. <laughs> oh, we should we should point this out. They did an awesome job with the um the pre-match uh previews yeah. or um I can't think of the yeah. word I'm trying to think of, but um that word that they do to talk about stuff before the match. Um, they did an awesome job. If you, which I haven't really been following being the elite at all. So they, they laid this whole story out to me. So I knew exactly what was going on with Paige and, and Joey Ryan before this match started.
0: That's the thing that's so genius about being the elite. Is it tells so many stories that they could never get away with telling on the shows that they're on.
1: Until they run their own and ruin them.
0: Yep. Um,
1: but then, so, uh, um, and then he turns around and um, Joey Janella gives him a, uh, I think it was a drop kick. He, like, drop kicks the boot into his face. That was a pretty good spot. Yeah.
0: They, it, was a, it was a super kick, I think. No, yeah, yep, yep. It was a super kick. kick. Boot, it was a double super kick. Yeah. That's right. That's a double
1: super kick. <laughs> That's right. Hey, great announcing. Great announcing. People- we had at Excalibur. We had, uh, Ian, uh, uh um, uh, not Roku, um, fuck, the, the, the Ring of Honor announcer, anyways, I, I can't think of his name, and we had Don Callis, Don these, Callis. these three guys were, uh, I could listen to these three guys for three hours uh-huh. on a Monday Night Raw, uh, yeah. not, not being produced by Vince the way they are, but, I mean, I, I enjoyed, I think I enjoyed all of the commentary throughout the night.
0: Yeah, it definitely helped to make the night not drag on, and be horrible because that... this was just as long as your average wwe pay-per-view
1: it was it was it was like a five-hour event
0: it was i was um... expecting to sit down for three hours i'm like i'll get this done be done by eight o'clock that'll be fine 10 30 rolled around I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, oh they really did go all in you know the um and, yeah, yeah and we
1: definitely have to talk about that at the end too but you know who would have made the um announcing booth so much better though pasty JR. Vampiro. Yeah.
0: <laughs> let's talk about that. Let's let's save that.
1: Let's save that. We're gonna we're gonna get to that. We're gonna, I want to get through. That could take up the whole oh fucking God. show. So I want to get through this first. Um, awesome.
0: About a loss of respect.
1: Awesome street fight. I loved this street fight. There was a, a moment where he was up on the ladder and he was hanging so him with you, the telephone.
0: Did you did you come away from? Uh, the cody match and hangman match looking at them a little bit differently than you did before because that's my hope
1: um mm. yeah um cody not so much not so much again he, he kind of just did this is i don't yeah this is probably one of the best matches i've seen him in but it, there was so much um so much you know behind smoke and mirrors there was so much to try yeah. to disguise all of the negatives, which is good. That's what you should do. Paul Heyman made a career for, for fucking six, eight, ten years of doing that. But yeah. once I think he took away all the smoke and mirrors from that match, I don't think Cody or Nick Aldis really I, I didn't I don't think I I still don't look at Cody as a main eventer. No.
0: But it was a mid card match.
1: It was. Well, no, it wasn't a mid card match. It was, I mean, it was the NWA title. It's, I mean, it wasn't the. It, yeah, it was a mid card match, but I mean, it's a title match.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. Um, but the, the ending when uh, Hangman Page, fucking just dropped Joey Janela with a um. Oh, what do they call that? Where he's fucking hanging backwards off his back and fucking threw a table. And oh my god, it was. Mm-hmm. This is where I mean, he he could have. He could have killed Joey Janela for real. I mean, it was oh, yeah. that is a move that it's should like not a, be done off it of a like ladder.
0: A reverse tombstone almost? Yeah, that, like, yeah, it's. Back instead of off the front?
1: I think there's a. I know there's a name for it, but I can't think of it. But yeah, it's it's a tombstone from your back, not your front, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a move that just you shouldn't do a tombstone off of a ladder. But at least you have a little bit of control there. You should not do a, a reverse tombstone off a ladder. It shouldn't be done.
0: It's called the rite of passage.
1: Rite of passage. That's what he calls it. Yes, you're yeah. right. You're right. There is a technical name for it, too, but I don't know
0: what it is. It's called the Rite of Passage because nine times out of ten, as he's dropping to his knees, he's ripping ass in their face.
2: <laughs> I thought you were going to
1: say he's reading the rights, but they're their last rites. Um, yeah, that was definitely that move to me was like, oh, shit. I had a lot of respect. Yeah. I had a lot of respect for Joey for taking that move because at that point. It,
0: it looked like Joey was dangerously low.
1: It did. And at that point, you just all you can do is hope that that page does it right. There's nothing Joey can do yeah. to make it any better.
0: Yeah. But yeah, use your fucking breath and hope for
1: the best. <laughs> I had so much respect for uh, Hangman also when when he did it. I, yeah, I walked away from this match definitely looking at Hangman Page differently for sure. Mm-hmm. Now that being said, again, this was a street fight. Street fights can easily, you know, cover over some weaknesses. So, I mean, if I'm going to put Hangman in a match against Okada, am I going to think it's going to be the same? No. But this was one of the best street fights I've ever seen. Definitely one of the best of the year. Um, and don't forget, we just had that Tommaso Gargano street fight. I would love to watch these I don't two think this was back-to-back. That, I, don't, but... I don't think it was, but I would love to watch them back-to-back and compare and contrast. Because this, yeah. this was up there. It was up there. Very, very good. Um, yeah, and and you know what? And here's to everybody who wants something, but just aren't sure about it, or they're not they're not ready to take that extra step, or they're they're worried about being told no, so they just don't say anything. <clears throat> Joey Janela heard about All In. He just got done doing his last spring break. If people don't know Joey Janela, um, he does. He runs these big wrestling shows, these special shows that are run by him. This was kind of like a precursor to before All In. Uh, not ten thousand seat; they're usually like two, th- <laughs> they're usually like two thousand, twenty five hundred. But for an indie event, that's huge. That's that's huge. Yeah. He does he does really good, makes a lot of money. He has his own uh, web series as well. I think he was doing that before being the elite. He really is an entrepreneur. He um he got done with one of them shows and he sent a text to I think it was Matt Jackson or a DM, a direct message, and just said, hey, where do I need to send my uh, 8x10 pitcher and uh, and a VHS of my moves? <laughs> and he said, within two hours, Matt Jackson replied back, you on a spot, you're booked. It's like Just like that. So, like, Joey Janela, he doesn't know these guys really good. I mean, obviously, they all have professional respect for each other, but he doesn't know these guys really good. Joey Janela is definitely not... Um, the name recognition that uh, Kenny Omega or an Okada or Cody Rhodes has. But, he fucking just asked him and he got it. (laughs) And he got a big match. Like, Hangman Page is part of the Elite. He's uh, one of the Bullet Clubs. It's a main fucking match. It was a 20-minute match. Don't be afraid to ask, folks. There's a lesson there.
0: Granted, this is where... The pay-per-view kind of started going wrong in the long term. Some of the matches, Cody Cody, Aldis went long, Hangman Page, Joey Janela went long, Omega and Penta went long, and it will have some ramifications on the show that we'll talk about in just a little while. We will. So keep that in the back of your mind. Although I guess the only
1: ones I heard ran long were um, Omega Penta, Okada Skrull, and then um, I guess we'll, then the... Um, um, what we have to talk about now. Well, I guess, yeah, this match, but it, was, it wasn't it was so yeah. much this match. It was the, the aftermath. The post match shenanigans. Which, for me, was. It just didn't hit. I know what they were trying I to loved do. It. I just don't I loved think it, it didn't so hit. Much. And I love silly. I, loved I love so fun. Much. I love the stuff they did with Paige with the, the phone cord and stuff. But, Pacey, you loved it. I would rather them hear it talked I up. So, you, you tell what happened.
0: Every all in event going forward. Oh, my God. Has. This, much like every WrestleMania, has the Undertaker with his entrance.
1: So tell them what happened, because I want them to hear from somebody that's going to hype it up.
0: Oh man! So, so Hangman Page wins the match, and all of a sudden, some ominous music starts playing, and a band of well, well, wrestling... first,
1: wait, first the uh, the Titantron okay. or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. They show, they show. Joey Ryan, bloodied, beaten, dead, where, where Hangman had left him. But then they yeah. zoom in on his crotch. And Joey's penis gets res-erected.
0: Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> nice South Park shout-out by the commentary team, by the Right?
1: So go on. So what happens after we see that, that the penis lives?
0: Yeah. So, yeah, the penis lives. All of a sudden, some ominous music plays, some smoke comes out, and out comes an army of eight men dressed in penis costumes, slowly walking like the Undertaker's monks. And then, it happens. The music hits, and Joey Ryan descends from the heavens. Not really. More like walks out from behind a bunch of penises.
1: (laughs) Right? He came out of gorilla position. (laughs)
0: And, I mean, what would you expect? He gets in the ring. Hangman Page is astonished. Goes to attack him, and gets stopped by the power of the pen eye. Which I think this is the first time I've seen
1: the pe- uh, the penis plex. Joey
0: Ryan's penis plex, not in just a YouTube clip. <laughs> So, it was a happy moment for me. I'm like, yeah, I finally get to experience it the way it should be. Right, he doesn't do it on Lucha Underground. <laughs> yeah, and then Hangman Page was carried out of the arena by the penises. Yep. Yeah, I don't know if I missed anything. That was anything. it. That I was, probably that was
1: basically it.
0: It was fun. It was a lot of fun. God, fuck, I didn't need it. I loved it.
1: And not only that, again, like you said, it just, it wasted so much time that could have went to something that meant something. Like, it, this, obviously, yes, this furthers a story on their YouTube video page, which is okay, I guess. But it was just a waste of
0: time. It had...
1: Yeah, we can, but it really had nothing to do with this. I mean, event uh, at all. It, it, it was, it was pointless. He came out there, he, he did the penis plex, and he left. And it was like, really, all that? Just, I mean, I love Joey Ryan. I got nothing against him. I like the penis plex. I love his whole gimmick. I'm, I'm one of the biggest Joey Ryan fans you can come across. I loved the world's cutest tag team. I thought they were amazing together, him and Candice LeRae. And she's doing awesome now in uh, NXT. But the, the whole penis thing just it felt WWE it felt w, it felt 98 WWE to me and and you know Pacey you know for a fact if WWE on one, on Great Balls of Fire had eight guys come out dressed as penises everybody in the world would hate on Vince and talk about how stupid and immature it was
0: except for me I still would have loved it
1: <laughs> I don't know I don't know it wasn't for me, a lot of people did like it, a lot of people didn't like it. Um wasn't but for me. The whole thing
0: was like a joking stab at WWE. It was. And I think when you're doing what you're doing with all in, I think that's kind of an important thing to have.
1: I don't think you need to. It's just like back no, when you w- don't need to. back when WCW would make fun of WWE when WWE was the the king and then when WCW was beating WWE then they started doing skits with the Huckster and the Nacho Man mm-hmm. and Billionaire Ted. And it just always looks... Anytime you do that, it doesn't look bad at your competitors. It looks bad to you. You look like you're desperate. You look like you're second rate. And you look like... It, it doesn't look bad to, to the opposition. It only looks bad to you. To me. That, that's how I... Mean. I that's yeah. how I see it, personally.
0: I thought it was a fun segment, and for me being somebody who does watch being the elite on the occasion, for those stories to come into play here, it made all the sense in the world to me.
1: I will say this at least: this cameo from um, Joey Ryan at least had a purpose. Whereas we'll get to it coming up, there is another cameo that I'm really going to frown on, also. No, you're not. I am. Um, No, you're not. Like I said, I'm going to call it straight. I'm going to give them the same critique I would give WWE. And if it's it's not good and it's not best for business, it wasn't good and it wasn't best for business. Up next, though, we'll talk about something that was good. Jay Lethal defending his Ring of Honor title against the winner of the over-budget battle royal, Flip Gordon. Jay Lethal came out... With Leaping Lanny Poffo, for those of you who don't know, that is Macho Man's brother. Real life brother, not not like shoot, not like a work brother, like, but shoot bro- real life brother.
0: And he came down in what the announced team definitely made sound like an authentic Macho Man worn it, Macho Man get up. It was
1: the outfit that Macho Man wore for his first appearance in WCW. So a, a legit um, outfit that obviously Lanny Prout, I'm sure had um, bestowed on Jay Lethal, which it's been it's been put in the archives. Before Macho had passed, he had seen Jay Lethal. He loved the gimmick. He had told Jay Lethal that he stands behind the gimmick and he want you know he gave his blessing on the the black machismo gimmick. Um, and that again, this was some silly stuff in this one. It was kind of where. Um, it was good. There's a there's a um, apparently there's a black machismo button that's on Jay Lethal cuz before they went on out shoulder. Yeah, before they went out the the talking hands <laughs> which we're doing the backstage interviews um tapped him on the shoulder and he all of a sudden turned to black machismo. Um, I liked it. I liked it. I, like I said, I don't dislike silly fun stuff if it's if it's fun. And if it's not silly stupid and it's silly fun, I love it. Flip Gordon of course came out with Brandy Rhodes the story here is that Cody hates uh, Flip Gordon and wouldn't book him, and Brandy Rhodes has formed a kinship with Flip when Cody's too busy doing work. Flip she, is right. her friend. She takes,
0: she takes damage for her. Flip's the one who comes to her rescue. Yep. Cody's too busy with his own stuff.
1: Yeah, so that's kind of she the story. With the guys. He, she's um Basically, she's emotionally cheating on Cody with Flip. They're not implying that they're fucking, they're not even implying that either one wants to, I don't think. But she's obviously emotionally cheating with Flip. He's mm. he's there for her.
0: What do you mean in the grand scale of storytelling? Well, it'll be
1: fun. Oh, it's going to be great. I, I love it. And I'm glad that they, mm. they continued the story here with Brandy escorting him out. Um, so during the match... Well, actually, fucking before the match even gets a chance to begin... Jay Lethal runs out, grabs Brandy Rhodes, starts Miss Elizabething her, puts him yep. puts her on his shoulder, and and she's straight up screaming, "I'm not Liz! I'm not Liz! I was I was just fucking rolling laughing! I loved it! Yeah. This, this was great!" Put me down! No! He, and then she uh, gives him a chop,
0: and it, and it hit
1: that macho button apparently.
2: And that he, was
0: like the second or third time he did it. That was part way into the match because he had already been fighting. <laughs> As Black Machismo. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. On he, the shoulder, he was. And he he was, looks just so confused as to where he is and what he's doing. Yeah, he
1: has no idea what's going. on. How did I get here? He must have thought he got a concussion mid-match or something because he just continued fighting as Jay Lethal. Yeah. And then, as he's losing, Lanny Poffo comes up and hits his button again. <laughs> he turns into he turns into a Macho Man while Flip Gordon's down. Oh, but what's this? Flip Gordon's is shaking Flip Gordon's a-shaking. He's getting up. He's pumping the arms, and he starts hulking out. It was so awesome. He gave him he the punch. That
0: was the worst Hulk the Hogan taunt ever, though. You Oh, he was horrible. He was horrible. He swirled the hand way too much. and um,
1: but, but you knew what was going on, and that was the thing. Yeah, you knew no, what was, was going on. They had a little moment where it was Hulkster versus Macho, and uh, that was good. Of course, Flip Gordon. See, and I
0: just... I don't understand how you can be pro this, but against the Joey Ryan
1: angle. Well, number one, this at least had a purpose. Number two, there wasn't fucking penises involved. There wasn't fucking walking penises that took up time. If there was a match where there was five penises in a match and it was a good match, maybe I'd enjoy that. This wasn't, hey, we're going to bring eight penis out here just to fucking because we want to have an Undertaker moment.
0: A it posse was, of pale
1: peanut. Yeah, yeah. A phalanx of, of fallacies. It was it was horrible. It was horrible. I, I that's that's why. Because like I said, I like silly fun. I don't like silly stupid. Silly stupid, put that put that on being the elite. If if somebody wants to kill time and they want to watch silly stupid, there's a lot of things on being the elite I don't enjoy. There's things I do, there's things I don't, because it's but that's what it's there for. When people are paying money to be to be here, they're paying money to watch the show. Um, save this shit for fucking YouTube. That's that's why. Did I did I explain myself well?
0: I suppose teach their own.
1: That's just it. I'm not saying anybody's wrong for it either. Obviously, there's people that don't like a lot of the things I like, and and that's. You know, fine, I get it. Nobody's wrong for liking the penises. I'm just going to be straightforward and I'm not going to suck their dick. (laughs) Excuse the phrase. (laughs) Just because this is a huge moment for independent wrestling and I'm behind that 100%. Let me say this. I don't think anybody stopped watching because of that. I don't think it pushed anybody away. You know, so I, I will say that. I don't think anybody was gone from that. Um, So anyways, obviously Flip Gordon wasn't going to win the Ring of Honor title, so Jay Lethal did win, um, which is good. He hit a couple macho elbows, but he ended up winning with the Lethal Injection, which was good.
0: Yeah. No, this was a fun match. I'm glad it was here, and I feel like it was kind of perfectly placed.
1: It was. It definitely was.
0: That's the one thing this card had going for it too was.
1: It was paced it perfectly.
0: Off, yeah, and built up perfectly. Uh, whereas WWE would try to put a big match in the middle and a big match, two matches before the main event to try to keep people in line. Now this, this didn't need that. Just the classic build up. Yeah, we're. Fantastic. Yeah,
1: we're definitely going to touch on that when we talk about the overall of this show because it, it, mm-hmm. there's there's positives and negatives on that end. Next, we had one of the biggest matches of the night, a non-title IWGP. And by the way, I guess I should have said the Chicago Street fight is non-title. Joey Janela is the current um, Evolve champion, I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm making that up, but I think he's the current Evolve champion. He didn't have his title on the line. But anyways, Kenny Omega, who is the IWGP champion... Took on Penta El Cerro or Pentagon Jr. And um, won in just a fucking amazing, amazing, amazing match. These two guys... If you didn't know Pentagon Jr. I I know. If you didn't know Pentagon Jr. before this match, you walked away knowing his name because Penta um, looked as good or better than Omega. This is easily the best pentagon jr match i've ever seen not the best kenny omega match i've ever seen definitely the best pentagon jr match i've ever seen
0: i mean penta's been having some good fucking matches
1: oh yeah i'm not even dogging any of his matches um i will say this a lot of his big matches are usually street fights or you know no holds barred or i mean he's known for the hardcore wrestling so the Mm -hmm. fact that they put him in a regular wrestling match i think helped just show that he isn't just yeah, yeah, he wasn't, he isn't just a gimmick guy, he, he fucking, man, he wrestled. When he was, uh, when he was getting V-triggered, and, and he'd just go, Ciero, Mero, and then he gets get yeah. Z-triggered again, Ciero, Mero, oh man, fuck, that was just, I loved it. ooh, that was
0: awesome. I loved it. Actually, on Facebook today, the question was posed to me, uh, you know, with all this all-in hype, what are you gonna do? when Omega, the Bucks, and Cody get called back to WWE and they sign, and your movement's dead. My argument was there will all be, always be somebody to pick up that mantle. And oh, yeah. And the guy responded with, well, who? Pentagon Jr., for one. Granted, he could be heading to WWE sooner than any of them. Yep. But there's...
1: He's going to he will not do good in WWE. I'm just going to say no. that now. I'd be no. I'd be happy right. for him for the money, but mm-hmm. his character will not work in WWE
0: at all. No, I'm saying uh Cody and the Bucks need to do another one and then they need to take all the profits they've gained from both of them and start their own fucking indie league. Right? Elite Pro Wrestling, maybe.
1: Could be. You could name it all in pro wrestling, and name it after the event that started it all. You could, yeah. You, know, you could call it.
0: You could. Ome- you Omega did you, bucks. Did you did you, did you catch <laughs> the post show? Fourteen minutes. The uh, of them out <laughs> the, there talking.
1: Yeah. The um, where he talked about double or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: So so I don't I don't know that all in's gonna be really. Lasting theme. I think it's going to be built upon and expanded upon. But I think the Elite is at the core of what made the show. And I think if they did make their own promotion, Elite would be in there.
1: Maybe. I mean, I don't know. It it all depends on marketing, I guess. Yeah, it's all depends on marketing. Who knows if they're even going to make their own promotion? So right now their goal is to unify so we're still um we're still we're we're getting off we're getting into what we're gonna talk about later pasty
0: I know I've been trying to fight this the whole time so
1: um uh, definitely awesome um Pentagon Jr. hit his uh package pile driver on the fucking ring apron yeah just a sick thing which by the way I don't think the announcers there know that is the hardest part of the ring it is they didn't tell us so they must not know. WWE lets you know every time. They didn't made tell us
0: entirely out of bulletproof glass. Yeah, and salad steel.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I I did pick up on that for for some reason it was it I noticed that they didn't say something like it really yeah, shot in my yeah. ear like oh shit they didn't tell me that was the hardest part of the ring like whoa like that was loud that them not saying that was loud. <laughs> That was, that was sick. Um, Penta snapped the arm of Omega, which of course hindered his ability to do the one-winged angel. But, um... In the end, Kenny Omega hit a left-handed one-winged angel. I don't think I've ever seen that. So that was kind of cool. Um, they both hit all of their high spots, oh, um, you know, multiple times. Evie triggered the shit out of him. Penta did everything in the book. These two... I, uh, I'm not going to, until we, we run down the whole card, I'm not going to say what was definitely, um, I'll tell you my top three matches and I'll tell you what I thought the top one was. When this match happened, I thought there's no way the next two matches are going to top this. Was I right? Was I wrong? I don't know. We're going to wait. We're going to wait. We're going to wait. Find
0: out next time on Six Podcast. Damn right. Uh,
1: but next we had the match I was the most looking forward to, Kazuchika Okada taking on the villain Marty Skrull. I loved the fact Okada came out to his classic entrance in um in New Japan. Since losing the title, he's been coming out with like uh, balloons and just dressed in regular clothes and not like not rainmaker. It hasn't been raining. He hasn't had the Okada bucks. No, not no, different. Uh, no relation to the Young Bucks, but. And he came out in in full Okada Rainmaker mode. With the the rain and confetti. With the Okada box. With the, the robe. Just looking like the Okada that I love. Marty Skrull came out. Classic Marty villain fashion. And these two put on one of the most amazing matches you'll ever see. Amazing, 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 amazing. You're going to be hard to find a better match than this match. Going forward the rest of the year. And this is... Um, You know, Marty Skrull He's an unsung hero He's such an amazing wrestler But I I feel like you don't hear about him as much as you hear about a lot of other people I think this is one If if you're not me, you walked away saying Fuck that Marty Skrull Holy shit, he's an amazing wrestler Because this is definitely the biggest match of his career I don't think he's ever faced somebody on the scale of Okada Yeah, no, it was
0: fantastic this is a match i could go back and watch two three more times easy
1: for sure easy for sure um okada you know he did his traditional his drop kicks which you just this man he i don't know how he does it a clothesline and a drop kick and he makes them look like they're one the best move you've ever seen in pro wrestling This man can make the most simple move and and he applies it or he performs it to perfection every time that you're just like... I guess it's like Shawn Michael and Sweet Chin Music. A super kick, anybody can do a super kick, but Sweet Chin Music is Sweet Chin Music. Mm -hmm. Okada, when Okada hits his drop kick, it's like anybody can hit a drop kick, but that's fucking Okada drop kick. Same can be said about his Rainmaker. I mean, it's a clothesline, but that's a fucking clothesline. This match, oh. I, I, these last. The last match in this match, I I honestly can't say a negative thing about them. Not because I like all four of the wrestlers so much, which I do. I think these were flawless matches.
0: <clears throat> oh, yeah. This, they were what All In was built for. Oh, I loved it. It was a brilliant battle. Just fucking. These guys went to war.
1: And, um, um, and uh, Tiger was the referee. They flew in Tiger from New Japan Wrestling. So you got to have a classic New Japan referee. Um, at one point, he ends up getting... Uh, he gets knocked down. And Marty girl busts out the umbrella. Pops it open. Mm-hmm. It's an all-in umbrella! <laughs> Closes it. Waps the shit out of Okada with it. Um, that was cool. He... Um, what was the other there, there's another fucking uh something i love down here when um oh okada because the story of this if folks don't know going in was that Marty girl has always been a cruiserweight type wrestler a light heavyweight wrestler and you know okada has been saying you you know it's just <laughs> this little guy he'll never be able to stand up to Kazuchika okada who Okada's lean and built, but he's a big dude. He's tall, he's yeah. ripped, he's a heavyweight. If you'd just seen a picture of him without anything else around, you'd maybe think he was a cruiserweight, but he's a fucking big dude. And uh, he's just like, no, no, there's no way, dude. You're, you're nothing, you're too small, and Marty's been insecure about being a small guy. And at one point, Okada, he uh, he numbers 205 basically calling him a cruiserweight wrestler. And when he did the five, Marty grabbed his hand and broke his finger. And I was like, Oh fuck. That was awesome. I loved it. That was just, God, that was just great. So that, that was really cool. There was a lot of, uh, I'd say all of these matches did so well. uh, Yeah, we'll get into that later, but this one too did, did so well at the, the psychology and storytelling. Of course, Okada, Mm -hmm. this was a classic Okada match where I'd say the first five minutes of this match, Especially after Omega Penta, I was like, yeah, I, I had high hopes for this, but it, it, it's a good match. It's not going to walk away as match of the night. And then once that five minutes is up, you're like, oh my gosh, this is one of the best matches I've ever seen ever. It, it's a slow build. It's a slow build. And yeah. I, I'd yeah. say the majority of Okada's matches are like that. They're slow build.
0: But that's what makes them so fucking good.
1: They pay off. Yeah, they pay off at the end. Like a prim- and now that
0: we're nearing the end of talking about the Okada Squirrel match, we should go back and talk about the aftermath of the Kenny Omega Pentagon Jr. Oh shit!
1: Yeah, yeah, we we should we should. Um, I'm, I'm now. Let me get this out of the way. It was cool. This was cool. So what happens yeah. after the match is over? Omega won. Um, Penta's laid out. The lights go out, and of course, they play For it way on. too long. It, it was it was way too long, but of course the announcers are playing it off like, "Oh, this is the first time they've ever done a pay per view or done an event like this." Things like this happen, which by the way they do, folks. Um, ECW's yeah. very first pay per view, barely legal. Um, was it 90 seconds after the show went off air that entire building lost power? So, so they could have easily they could have easily just lost power during the match, but it just so happened it didn't. So, yes, those things happen. Well,
0: fuck, wasn't it just in the last like? Four or five years that WrestleMania or SummerSlam, one of the two had power outages during the show.
1: Yeah, um, WWE has backup stuff, so I mean, you notice something was wrong, but they were able to play it off pretty well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, and this place would too. This place would have security lights and stuff. So yeah, we know we know the power didn't go out, but it's cool. They played it up, whatever. And it was for it was for an odd long amount of time. And, and I'm gonna say now when it went out. I was like, oh, fuck, Pac, 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 Pac. It's fucking Pac. I thought Pac was there. It wasn't Pac. It wasn't CM Punk, which I heard a lot of people thought was, but I, I really didn't think it was going to be at that point. Could have been, and it would have been cool. But yeah, I, thought I, was, I thought it was i thought it was going to be Neville making his appearance, which he, he never did, which is fine. Lights come on. Nothing's changed. Um, Pentagon's gained a few pounds, but it's hard to tell laying on the ground. But then Penta gets up. And I'm I'm not just I'm not just jerking myself off here, pasty. As soon as he got up and I seen his face, I was like, "It's Jericho! It's Jericho! It's Jericho!" <laughs> it just looked like Jericho. There's the man yeah, can't yeah. hide himself anymore, right? Um, but it was it was Jericho. He pulled the mask off. It's Chris Jericho. Um, he hit a he hit a, a code breaker. And then he's just like.
0: He hit the code breaker before he pulled the mask off. Oh, was it? He, he oh, yeah. He was like,
1: oh, it's Jericho. Yeah, he threw a like, few. Yep. Yeah, he threw some forearms and hit a code breaker. And then he ripped his mask off and he's like, hey, everybody, buy a ticket to Jericho Cruise. See you there. And left. And it's like. <sighs> the, the spot was cool if it would have been somebody and it would have had a purpose. Well, I mean, but everything Jericho, that
0: went into it. Jericho's band Fozzie, had a concert earlier on in the day, and that, another concert later on in the night. So yeah, if I'm able that's to pull cool. His bad fucking ass. I'm
1: not saying that's not cool. By the way, I want um, I seen pictures too that that he posted pictures. He played his concert afterwards in the Pentagon. In makeup. the Pentagon,
0: paint. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I mean, it's cool. Actually, go to uh, Facebook.com/slash sticks Podcast, and you can hear Jericho tell the whole story for himself. He put out a little um. A video and we shared it on our page so you can hear Jericho tell the story. I'm not saying that it isn't amazing that the man was able to fly out, do that, fly... That shit's cool. It had no point, no reason, other than they're both involved in a six-man match involving four other people. And Makes
0: again... I wanna play Mega Man?
1: Um, I know. I, I fucking silenced my phone before we started recording and it's gone off like seven times so I don't know what the fuck I silenced. Uh... <laughs> Um, but again, with with the time issues that this show already has, which we don't know about as viewers, but we're going to find out later and we're going to tell you about after we get done with this main event yet. Um, it just, it was pointless. It was stupid. There was no reason. It didn't, it didn't add anything other than for them to say, hey, Jericho was at our show. And for Jericho to say, hey, buy tickets to my cruise because it's not sold out yet like this one is. Hee <laughs> hee. It was just it was again blatant WWE
0: fucking shit that we didn't
1: need. We didn't need yeah, Jericho but it is there to
0: promote a match between Jericho and Omega at the Cruise. No,
1: it isn't. It's to promote a six-man match that involves four other people that has no storyline behind it. What? Yeah, it's it's Jericho and the Bucks versus um Kenny Omega, oh. I think Hangman Page and maybe Marty Skrull. Okay.
2: It's
1: it's 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 stupid. It was it was literally just a commercial for the Jericho Cruise was all it was. And it's like, yes, I, I love Jericho. I'll go out to say he's, he's going to go down as one of the greatest of all times. Love to watch him in the ring. Love his psychology. Love the way that he's continued his career. And I popped for the man. Even when I seen it was him in the mask, I popped for him. But it's like, if he wasn't in a match this... This ate up time that should have went to people performing, people that deserved to get the spotlight. Yeah. It shouldn't have went to Christian. That's that's my problem with it. It went off awesome. Are you getting the phone
0: closer to the fucking microphone?
1: No, I think it's just getting pissed at me because it's about the fifth fucking time it's called and I'm about to get upset Sit at people. Sit on thing. Sit on it. I should just get up and turn the volume down. You'd think people would give up after a moment, but apparently not. Gives us good background music for the show, I guess.
0: Until we get taken off the internet for copyright infringement. Uh, Yeah.
1: So, yes, the the match was awesome. And, and yes, the Jericho thing was really cool. I just felt it was unnecessary. And... Okay, I'll I'll say this, too. They knew at that point that they were running long in time. But I will also say this. If a man plays a fucking show, a rock show, flies all the way to your fucking event, you're not going to say, sorry, dude, we scrapped your shit. I, I do get that. I So, yes, I do get it. I do get that. I get that if this was a perfectly timed event and if everything went perfect, then maybe it would have been a fun cameo. But even then, mm-hmm. I'm going to say we've seen enough cameos that it wasn't necessary. Other than that, that Jericho's been dressing up um, as other people a while back. When he was feuding with um, Nido, he put on the Bushi mask, and he came out and unmasked his Bushi, and that's when he started wearing the the eye makeup after that was because he's like, hey, this looks kind of cool. Next time I come out, I'm going to come out with, as an ICP guy. Whoop, so, whoop, much love, love. So I, I get it. it, it yes, I, I do get it. and No, I don't think they should have told Jericho, sorry, dude, you're scrapped. I, everybody involved, I, it was good. But again, I'm just going to call a spade a spade. In a perfect world, either this shouldn't have happened, or it should have been paced differently. Yeah, that's my only gripe. It was awesome. I do thank you for reminding me about that, though.
0: Yeah, I figured we could not not talk about
1: it. No, why well, I mentioned it before the match. I just didn't mention, I just didn't talk about it afterwards. Uh, then we got to the six man tag match the main event um man if Cody versus Nick Aldis wasn't the letdown of the night this match was the letdown of the night um not anybody's fault the golden elite Cody Abushi, Matt and Nick Jackson took on Rey Mysterio Rey Phoenix and Rey Bandito. no his name isn't Rey but I just thought he wanted to feel like everybody else right um, and Bandito, I would say, is probably the third guy of this night. Where if people didn't know them or, or had only heard about them, you walked away saying, "Holy shit, that Bandito is badass." Um, I don't know Bandito very well. I don't know much about him. I, I don't. I may have seen him before in multiple man matches, but um, not really up on his shit. And I was like, "Holy fuck!" When you can stand out when you're on a team that involves Rey Mysterio and Rey Phoenix. You you fucking earned your spot, boy. Um, Good match. The the problem is, as we're going to talk about, the show was going long. They're not WWE Network. They don't own their own network, so they have to stay within a time frame. So this match got cut short. I heard it was supposed to be like a 25-minute match, and it got 12 minutes, so it basically got less than half of its time. Yeah. I don't think they cut any spots out, Pasty. But that's because they started the match and did every spot, and then ended the match. <laughs> <laughs> um, this would be, I guess, your typical fucking spot monkey match. Mm-hmm. It didn't come off or look like a main event. And that, no. uh, again, that's it's just not
0: because it wasn't given enough time.
1: That's it. It wasn't the people involved. It was the the predicament they were in going into it. Um. So let's talk about the match, and then we can get into the overall, because we're definitely going to talk about the time restraints. It, if you just want to see a badass fucking uh, Spot fest match, though, here's fucking 12 minutes of insane action, and Rey Mysterio in the best Rey Mysterio outfit he's ever had, which was a badass uh, Wolverine outfit.
0: It wasn't that creative an outfit. You didn't like it? Just saying. Really? I, yeah, not really. Oh,
1: wow. I loved it. Yeah. Again, to each their own, though, I guess. Yep. Um, I heard some people being like, a, I couldn't even tell it was Wolverine. And I was like, I guess I thought it was obvious it was Wolverine, but I'm a Wolverine fan. And it was Wolverine like circa the beginning of his career, not like Lo, not old man Logan Wolverine. Although in, in just a handful of years, Ray Mysterio will probably be able to pull that off. He's not getting younger, folks. Um, Ibushi and Rey, they faced off alone together. That was really badass. I mean, everybody got their moves in. It ended with a um, Meltzer driver on Bandito, and I think we all knew that Bandito was going to take the fall if they were going to lose. That wasn't going to be Phoenix, and it wasn't going to be Mysterio. Uh, Bandito took the Meltzer driver. Obviously, you had to end with a Meltzer driver. It's just a big you to Dave Meltzer because he's the reason that the show was even on. When he told the, when he said that Ring of Honor could never sell out a ten thousand seat arena. And Cody's like, uh, we'll take that bet. Give us three months, he said. And fucking a year and a half later, they had it. <laughs> I, hey, in a year and a half, they fucking did an amazing job. I'm not, I'm I'm just oh, yeah. joshing on them. So yeah, they had to give a little fuck you to Dave Meltzer, and they did. That was awesome. It was good to see the Meltzer driver. Um, good, I mean, it was a good match for being a SpotFest match. Compared to all the other matches, it wasn't. But when you sit back and say, God, if they'd have gone a whole 25 minutes, what would this match have been? It could have walked away as the best match of the night. Yeah. Probably still wouldn't have, but it could have.
0: Yeah, it would have been a hard hard shot. Getting a six-man tag match over two very, very well put together main event matches. Yeah. It's rough. But... I almost have to assume this was not originally planned to be last either, but they put it last because if anybody could make the match quicker than it needed to be, it was these guys.
1: Well, they did announce... It's a
0: good thing they did it.
1: They did announce it, um, you know, because we had had talked about it last week, that it had already been announced that that was the main event.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: But, like, yeah, originally planning, who knows. Um, Joey Janela said that his street fight was originally supposed to be the curtain jerker, and then it ended up being fifth on the card, so... Obviously, they played around a little bit. Um, I was going to say something about it. Next. Oh, man, it's got to suck to be the Bucks, though. They, I, I out of everybody that whole night, those 12 minutes that they were in the ring, and they had to be performers, but they're also the promoters who are already running late, and they got to try to, oh, my God. They had to have just AI been driving them crazy. very well, <laughs> being a
0: musician and putting on your own concerts, yeah. Right. Sometimes by the time it's time for you to get on stage, there's nothing for you to do. You, you can go, get up there and do a song and a half, but that's the way things go. Sometimes things take a little bit extra time. You've got to plan for that, and yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it probably would have been smart for them to have a... Have a match, not on the bill, but planned for later in the evening. That if there's time for it, it will happen. If there's not time for it, well, it can go.
1: Almost like a dark main event. Like, WWE always puts on a dark main event. They have the main event after Raw, but then there's always another main event for the people there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I hear (laughs) you. It's funny, too. At one point, I don't know if you've gone back and watched it, Pacey. I didn't catch it my first watch. But when I went back and watched it, um, towards the end there, you can just hear somebody scream, you have to go home! Which, for people who might not know uh, wrestling lingo, go home means do your finish, you have to do your finish. Right. So, it's basically, there's somebody on the ringside just basically being like, end the fucking match now, fuckers! (laughs) Like just screaming at them. Um... Do you got anything more to say about this match, or should we talk about the, the event as a whole?
0: I think we should talk about the event as a whole. I mean, this match didn't get to be what its potential was, and therefore there's not a whole lot to say about it. I mean, for what it was worth, it was still good. It was fun. But... It was. It was.
1: Um, so, rumor has it that when this match started, Cody was on the phone to the pay-per-view... Um, central, I don't know what the fuck you call it, the pay-per-view gods, saying, give us ten more minutes. Give us ten more minutes. So they got ten more minutes. So that lets you know how close they were, because this was a 12-minute match. Um, So he said, give us ten more minutes. And the match ended, and it was like about three seconds, yeah, of Ian fucking going, all right, we're going to... And it cut off. So they ended it just perfectly in time Yeah, had to be hectic Um, so yeah I think one thing you have to say as you mentioned pasty I think this was one of the best paced cards I've ever seen and by that I mean the right matches were put in the right spots so you had your highs when your highs when, when the viewer needed to be high and you had your lows when you needed to bring the viewer down and then their highs again to bring them up but obviously, it wasn't paced very well time-wise. Which, for first-time promoters, again, that that, that is a bad thing. But that isn't the worst thing that could have happened. They could have ran long and not gotten it. They could have been cut off. They could I mean, a lot of other things could have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there's that. For sure.
0: No, and all in, for what it's worth, was... Not the best thing ever but it was pretty damn great especially for a first foray out into this kind of event for the guys uh, it went over a lot better than I kind of expected I had had thoughts in my head that especially after, I, I didn't watch it live I was reading the internet and there was a lot of people mad a lot of people complained about the Bullet Club putting themselves over the entire pay-per-view, but Marty Skrull didn't win and for what more? Uh,
1: I guess Stephen Amell. Is Stephen an honorary. Amell He's is an Bullet honorary. Club. He
0: came out with the Bullet Club theme song. <laughs> He's an and honorary. He didn't win either.
1: Um, I do gotta say I, I was kind of surprised they put themselves over as much as they did. I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing or a good thing. Either way, I was I'm surprised. Sure it won't
0: happen that way next time. I just think with this being the first one, yeah, it's bound to the, happen.
1: Um, the, the three, the triple main event, which they kept calling it, which it obviously was. Those three matches were all main event material. Um, I don't think you expected Fuck. Pentagon Jr. The to... Last,
0: the, last, the last five matches <laughs> right, yeah. were main event material.
1: I don't think... You know, you really expected Pentagon Jr. to go over Omega. I don't, uh, of course, Mar- out of all of these these three main events, Marty Skrull was the least likely to beat Okada. And then the Golden Elite taking on the three luchadors. You don't expect them to win. So out of those three, they probably should have given one of it, them a one.
0: All members of Bullet Club won. Barring Stephen Amell from this, except for Marty Skrull. I did that despite you last week. And I was ruined. You
1: did. And, and I think out of those three matches, one of them should have had the other go over. I would say especially the the six man match. I think there's no reason Ray, Ray and Bandito couldn't have gone over the elite. Um yeah. I don't think I don't think you have Marty Skrull. Well, I guess you I don't know that you have Pentagon go over Omega because Omega is the um iwgp champion and maybe you don't want to piss off new japan because they're they're champions losing to which pentagon is a former um lucha underground champion so i guess i don't think it's a big deal but maybe they don't want him to lose that's fine and yeah okada losing the martius girls seems like a long shot but he's a villain he could do some buffoonery shenanigans chicanery and he could have ended up beating okada and, and okada isn't going to be hurt by losing to Marty Skrull. So I just feel like at least one of those three, they could have had somebody else go over. Obviously, I picked the underdogs in all three, and none of them won, which is fine. It is fine because they were all great matches. Um, I did like they didn't have Stephen Amell go over. They didn't just let the celebrity win just because right, they're the celebrity. Right. What would you pick as your... Let's go with your top three and go ahead and do them in order starting from three to one. Hmm.
0: God, this is a fucking tough call. <sighs> Probably Omega Penta, one. Or you want me to go three to one?
2: Well, three fucking to do one. whatever you want, I guess. We already know
0: what your one is. <laughs> eh, Omega Penta, one. Uh, Okada girl two. And
1: Cody Aldis three. Ah, Huh? Sounds solid. I would say
0: it was between Cody Aldis and Paige Janella for
1: three. My number My my top three. Um, which I'm gonna give. I, I don't give a shit. We can make up the rules as we go. I'm giving an honorable mention to the Four Corners match with the women. That just was way yeah, better than boy. it should have been. Yeah. Holy fuck. Um, But I'd have to say, number three, the Chicago Street Fight. Paige and Janela. They're both underrated and not the, the top-of-the-card guys. And they put on a, a hell of a fucking match. That'll stand up against any other Street Fight. Not Maybe not better than, but it'll definitely stand up. Now, this was where it was hard. Was, like was Joey just, Ryan's
0: penis.
1: It was hard like Joey Ryan's penis, yes. And it'll stand up like Joey Ryan's penis, yes. <laughs> does a lot of things like Joey Ryan's penis. That's a match that will ejaculate all over a woman like Joey Ryan's penis. Maybe. <laughs> this was where it was hard for me, pasty. I went back and forth. Was Omega Penta better? Or was Okada Marty better? I went back and watched both of these, again, back-to-back. Back. Um, Okada Skrull starts out slower, but at the same time, Omega Penta went um, almost 18 minutes. Okada Skrull went 26 minutes, and Okada Skrull didn't feel like it went longer. Like, it just it went yeah. by fine. So I almost gave the nod to Skrull and Okada, but... If I'm looking at them objectively, or non-objectively, Okada, I I know. I I like Okada better than Omega. Omega's an amazing wrestler, one of the best in the world. I think Okada is the best wrestler in the world at this moment. I love Pentagon Jr. and Marty Skrull, but I probably have to go a little more swinging towards Marty than Penta. So if I prefer Okada and Marty over Omega and Penta, and it's still hard for me to figure out which was the better match... I guess I have to say Omega Penta was the better match because even with those two being my favorite, it didn't jump out as better than that. Yeah. So I'm going to put Okada, Marty girl at two and Omega Penta at number one spot. And that was hard for me to do and I thought about it, but I would say so. I think Omega Penta... Obviously, those two matches are going to go down as two of the best matches of the year, no matter what. But um, yeah, Omega Penta... uh, if anything else for this match, I, I hope, like you said at the very first match, you called it, pasty. this event is about getting over wrestlers. Wrestlers that aren't WWE guys. Wrestlers that aren't promoted all over the world. Wrestlers that aren't fucking names that everybody knows. So if this event put over Penta El Cero, if this event put over Marty Skrull, put over Bandito, put over Chelsea Green, put over Nick Aldis, put over Flip Gordon... Put over Matt Joey Janela. Put over Matt Cross. Yeah, if, if it put over these guys,
2: Hell,
0: it's Hell, the over-the-budget awesome. battle royal put over... Uh, Flip Gordon. Uh,
2: Ooh, I don't I mean, know.
0: Well, yeah, but... <laughs> uh, 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 uh,
1: sorry, just forget <laughs> I talked. Okay. <laughs> but it put over... Damn right it. it did.
0: Put a
1: lot of people over. Um, So it's just. uh, To me, if you're asking if All In was a success financially, obviously, yes, it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, If you're looking at it in the spirit of wrestling, to me, it put all those people over that other people may not have known. So, yes, it was. If you look at match quality, I think it was a success. Not every match was amazing. But. I don't think you're going to find a, a dud, with the exception of maybe the main event. And, yes, I know it sucks to say that, but, again, that was more time restraints than anything else. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it definitely was a success. Um, like you said, Pacey, they had talked about All In 2 going uh, um, 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 double or nothing. Double or nothing. And I've seen somebody's already made a, a, a cool graphic. It's the all-in logo. But then the um, the vertical sections of the L's are, are red to make it look like the Roman numeral 2 with a double or nothing caption on the bottom in the all-in font. I thought it looked really nice. cool. I thought it looked cool. I wanted to steal it. I didn't. Um, just a lot that, that could be said about this. It obviously it created a whole... It was the it was the WrestleMania for independent wrestling where the whole weekend. It was, it weekend... got a lot
0: more eyes on the product. And I know that because a lot of the people who complained about it, complained about it for not having the production quality a WWE pay-per-view has. If you're making that argument, you obviously don't watch the indies. Which? You don't understand the spirit of the indies. But it's a good thing for, for everybody involved because it got a lot more eyes on it than I think anybody expected.
1: That is one thing I wanted to touch on also though. I thought the production was fucking fantastic for an indie good. event. It I was mean, um the, they had the, 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 the sound
0: quality wasn't so great. They didn't have the audience the mic. Up mic in the audience mic was a way. yeah. yeah. You that was a big deal because
1: hyped. you could see it but you yeah. couldn't hear it. Mm-hmm. That that is a complaint of mine. They they didn't mic the the audience. Um, and, I loved they they had the overhead crane though that that you Obviously cost a lot of fucking money the crane camera. Yeah. Yeah. They had that. Um, there were a few shots that, that weren't timed quite as well as they should have been. But the actual like video quality, if you're just flipping through the channels Yeah, you no, the video
0: quality was good.
1: You wouldn't have known it wasn't a WWE event. The video quality yeah. itself was good. And for an indie event the production was very well. We've seen some indie events. In fact we'll get to talking about Triple Mania. Um, uh, not maybe through. next week. <laughs> Um, and, um, when you look for at a company,
0: five.
1: holy shit, are we really just on this? Yeah, Woo! yeah just on that's, this. It's why we needed to do this. You're right.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, you know, triple, triple A is a company that's been around for decades. Like we were saying, I think it's been around longer than WWE and their production was way worse than this shit. So, uh, great production. Um, hats off to the Bucks and Cody's, uh, Cody, I've heard that. Cody went straight from his match that he had with Aldis straight to gorilla position and kept producing. <coughs> so good for them for being on top of shit business-wise. Yes. Um, God, what more do we want to say about it? I had a whole list of, of things to talk about the, the whole event. Uh, um. start for
0: the lackluster note, I would just like to touch on the pyro. The cues were not on point whatsoever for the pyro. Right. It was lackluster pyro. It was like, you could buy that shit in Minnesota kind of pyro.
1: But WWE um, still doesn't buy it.
0: Right, right. The <laughs> point is, they had it, and that's a good thing. It was just not what I had envisioned when they said, and, oh, and we have pyro. And
1: to be fair... Uh, yeah, yes, compared to a lot of the big-budget Pyro we've seen, it did look cheap. But to be fair, Pyro is one of the biggest costs of any event. Oh, yeah. And even the Pyro they had, had... Yeah, yeah, well, well, even just getting the Pyro, I mean, that isn't the kind of shit you could just buy. So, I mean, even that Pyro right there was probably 25% of the budget of this whole show. Like, it was, it had to have been a good chunk of the budget. Um. Oh, I did want to say WGN, um, Zero Hour did uh uh what did it do um fuck i, I think it did like 46 thousand people it reached or something like that um it's moderate it obviously i mean that's the kind of numbers that even impact wrestling can draw so it isn't huge comparing to other shows on wgn though i think that's actually pretty good and as pasty and i were talking about before going on here I don't think there's a lot of people that watched that that weren't already going to buy All In. So I think a lot of people, and especially since you had to stream All In, I don't know. I mean, hey, good for them. They It wasn't shabby. I mean, right. Th- that's a good number to pull on WGN. I don't think anybody expected them to pull a million viewers or anything like that. would have been cool if they did. I don't think anybody expected that. Um. Did we talk on the show or was that you and I talking pre about uh, Starcast doing so well? Did we, we mention about that it on the show? Okay, yeah. good, good. Yeah. So yep. Starcast was a huge event and it was it was good. Pro Wrestling Tees made all their money and so it's it's it was a success, hands down. They're obviously gonna have another event, whether it's an all in or whatever it's gonna be. The way it sounds it's definitely not gonna be a year away. It's gonna be sooner than that. Um so that's, that's
0: cool. I want to the see them go is, against WWE on, like, WrestleMania weekend. No, that's just stupid. I want to see what that's, kind of numbers. I want to see. I get Maybe that. Maybe not this year. Maybe not this year. Maybe sometime down the road. Not Two in the time that years. any of us.
1: No, not in the time that any of us are alive. Just as a business decision, that's just stupid. Or it's great. Why would you do that? Why? Why would you do that? They're because not going to come to all in.
0: drops the ball on Mania a lot.
1: Yes, but everybody still... They, they wouldn't make money. They wouldn't. T- Impact Wrestling, which was bringing in bigger viewers than, than these guys are bringing in on their shows, tried to go head-to-head with WWE, and it didn't work. And that was with Hulk Hogan, and that was with Eric Bischoff, and Ric Flair, and um, just fucking everybody. Uh, Jeff Hardy, and... No, let's let them be... Once you start trying to compete with WWE, you're gonna compare yourself to WWE. I want them to be what they are why can't why can't you just be happy with it being the bucks and cody pasty
0: i i can be but i want to see them strive for more and strive like for more they just do. sold I out 10,000 afford- get that i want them to strive for more than that now
1: they i get what you thing. i get it's what you want
0: it's doing big let's... things for wrestling use that momentum to keep growing Because the next thing that's the key be a rival for WWE.
1: The key, though, Pasty, is keep growing. Once you try to compete, you know, against WWE head to head, you you've just stopped growing. There's no, you have nothing to gain from that at all. They're not gonna, they're not gonna do better numbers than WrestleMania. You know that, Pasty. I would love, I would love for them to do it, but they're not going to not in a realistic world
0: well and maybe not go head-to-head with wrestlemania but book book uh double or nothing or whatever it is you're gonna call it uh in the same city or in an adjacent city as a a, a bigger wwe pay-per-view
2: how
1: about they just run opposite of WWE pay-per-views for a good... That's okay, too. ...10, 15, 20 years and actually just let... The thing is, once you start... You, you're screwing the fans also once you start doing things like that, is you, You're fucking the fans over. Because maybe a fan wants to see both and they have to decide. Now you've just pissed a fan off.
0: Yeah.
1: I just... I, I I would love for it. Um, I... I Honestly, though, I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want any. I don't want to hate WWE. For all the wrong they do, I would just love every wrestling company to be equally successful and let me just decide what I want to watch when I want to watch it. That would be to me. That's the dream. That's the fucking dream. But God bless them for doing this. For going out of their way for for gambling, for putting their own money in, for everybody that helped with the events everybody backstage everybody you know diamond dallas page for coming out <laughs> oh by the way is this not the only sh- fucking wrestling show in the world where they had a yoga yoga chant going
0: yeah yeah yep.
1: <laughs> you don't get a lot of wrestling fans chanting for yoga the son of a bitch they were there there was a lot of uh, interesting chants um uh oh what was the one Uh, oh uh when steve amell went through the table oh by the way fucking hats off to steven amell for taking that hell of a fucking table bump yeah we didn't even talk about that went through the table christopher daniels rolled off steven amell went right through it with a splash they they start chanting (laughs) broken arrow (laughs) i (laughs) thought that was fucking awesome uh god there were a ton of great chants that i don't quite remember now um
0: that's it. That's the thing, though, with it being so hard to hear the crowd. It was hard to tell what the chants were. like. That is
1: true. Pharaoh got his own chant. Pharaoh yeah. is Pharaoh's over than like ninety percent of the fucking wrestlers. You know, way over than I am. Uh, good shit. Good shit. Um, I have my critiques. I have my complaints. But that's that's honestly, WWE is a multi-million-dollar fucking billion dollar conglomerate that's been around for decades and decades so i'll nitpick on them and some of the shit's really bad that they do and it's worth the complaints for this being the very first ever fucking independent show this big that literally has no backing from any federation yes ring of honor new japan all that helped out and gave their blessings but this was not backed by any um wrestling company we're just nitpicking. I don't think any of these negatives are more than nitpicking at this point. There was I don't think yeah. there was any huge negative. Was there, Pasty? No, I,
0: I enjoyed my entire time watching this. All five hours. Yeah. All five plus hours with the with the pre-show.
1: I do got to go back and watch the pre-show. And there's a couple other... I might actually just watch it all the way through one more time again also. Um, the second time watching Omega Penta and Okada just was better than the first. Mm-hmm. so yeah, I didn't mind going back and watching that. Um, rewatching the six-man tag wasn't better than the first. <laughs> but that's okay. You know, that's okay. Yeah. Again, I think that was the worst part, was the main event and them going long. And again, holy shit, if that's the worst thing, is we got a spot fest that included Kota Ibushi, the Young Bucks, Rey Mysterio, Rey Phoenix, Bandito, and a 12-minute spot fest, fuck. If that's the worst thing, home run. Right. <laughs>
0: Yep, yep. No, it was a good time. Uh, and folks, I did write up some awesome news, some very comedic news for you guys. But as I review the news, it seems that all of my news is WWE related, and this is still the summer of others. <laughs> so, as far as things with Beastix Podcast goes, the news has got to die. It's not going to happen again. I put in some good effort though, and you did. Maybe you did. we'll I'm post very it on Facebook. You. I don't know, but. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, love the title of it too. The title is just awesome. Yeah, I w- was just typing <laughs> randomly I'm like, what should are that rhyme? That sound like the three words we usually use for this part, <laughs> right? I mean, I guess I could quickly ramble the shit off, but I don't know if it's gonna have the same effect.
1: I don't know. We can throw it on Facebook. It'll be good. I do have to say, the fact that we talked about this show for two hours. Uh, hour and a half. We had a good half hour of of just banter, but speaks highly of the fucking event. Also, I think.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We could have talked about anything else if we wanted to.
1: Yeah, very, very few, th- very few shows do we have that much to talk about each fucking match. A lot of times, it's just like, oh, this match happened. Yeah, this match happened.
2: Um, so,
0: uh, next week you guys can expect a decent segment on Triple Mania because we need to talk about this. <laughs> we do. We do. Uh, For sure. Fuck, maybe next week I'll try to get my this week news out to you guys. We'll see how that works. Probably won't happen.
1: Who knows? I'm very proud of you, and the injury report's very well done, so maybe we can just knock off some injury reports and some updates on people. and, And all of that jazz. All that jazz. But anyway, since uh, this is live to tape and we're not going to edit any shit out, we probably should let them go pasty. I'm glad you were paying attention to the time because I wasn't.
0: Yes, I definitely... I try try to keep things constrained. Right now we're at about 2 hours, 20 minutes, but I'd say that's a fair shake of a lamb's tail or something of the matter... Um, That's always, a hell of a shake of a lamb's yeah, tail. <laughs> as always, I'm Pasty White, and make sure to go get your hair cut at Dapper Den's.
1: Dapper Den's, Dapper Den's, Dapper Den's.
0: I can't even remember where he's located. It's okay. <laughs> we'll see right. you guys right around the bend.
2: All in, baby.